This is the most shocking thing we have had thus far. Really? Oh, just wait. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ray. And I'm Veronica. And welcome to the Chicklet Book Club Podcast. Where we read a romance novel and then we talk about it. Today we're talking about Piece of Cake by Mary Hollis Huddleston and Asher Fogel Paul. I want cake. Oh, yeah. I'm a big cake fan, but now I just want... I actually love the band Cake, oh, actually. Oh, I just love cake. Yeah, And, I mean, you know, the band Cake, also awesome. I made a cake play- playlist, like, last week, too. So, there you go. Yeah. That's a great call. I've got wheels of... <laughs> Sorry. Um, I very much like uh, a Bucket Seat. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And a love... Or maybe it's called, like... Yes. Jacket. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might, I, that song might be called um, Stick Shifts and Safety Belts, actually. Yes, it but, is. Yes, it yeah. is. Yep. It's a great song. Yup. Yeah. He's going the distance. He's going <laughs> full speed. It gets such a so... weird band. I mean, truly. It, is, like... it, is, it reminds me of the Bare Naked Ladies, where it's like, do you want something off the wall? Here you go. Here you go. Anybody who lives in North Carolina that wants to see Bare Naked Ladies next month, let me know because I can't use my tickets. So, no. yeah, I can't I can't take off work. So if you are close to the Wilmington vicinity and you're looking you're looking to go to see the Bare Naked Ladies, not Bare Naked Ladies, not Bare Naked Ladies, the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, mm-hmm. Be very precise. Um, Hit me up. Promise Ray is not scamming you like I got scammed out of Taylor Swift oh, tickets. No, no. These will be three Ticketmaster. <laughs> we'll make the trade. <sighs> yeah, supposedly mine were too. Anyway, I don't have Taylor Swift tickets. Sorry. And Karma is a bitch. Well, I mean, Karma is... <laughs> My boyfriend? Well, I was going to say, Karma uh, has reared its beautiful, beautiful, beautiful face this last couple of weeks something that we if you listen to b3 um the our, we had our um our beautiful friend uh leon and we <laughs> we built something into existence and i'm very excited about something that we did will will into existence so if you're wondering what that is you'll have to listen to the episode when it releases tomorrow <laughs> love <laughs> love love yep um oh god my dear gorgeous friend yeah (laughs) (laughs) tell me something i like for a minute was like what was i talking about tell me something good (laughs) um well first of all speaking of lee i saw him i got to spend time with him at pride uh, a couple weeks about ago, you actually it's amazing oh my god i said there's actual pictorial evidence that visual there's evidence pictorial evidence that, that, that you guys were together. yes yeah. um yeah so anyway i that was a couple weeks ago that was wonderful i loved it so much um but my bright spot this week is that uh we went out of town and we got to see friends that we haven't seen in a long time um it was wonderful and uh these friends of ours also have uh a brewery in dayton and we had never gotten to go they've been open for years now they're still like a small brewing company they're growing but like you know still small i didn't Um, know that they owned that yeah oh okay i mean like they own it with like two other families you know but like they're part owners of this of this brewery and um so we finally finally got to the brewery we've only ever had beer that like they brought us 
mm-hmm. because we were like, you know, we went on vacation with them a couple years ago um, and they brought a bunch with them because, um, you know, easy access, right? Right, <laughs> right. All this beer. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the brewery. Also, then you give it to people. You're like, hey, this is my brewery. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so the brewery is called Branch and Bone Artisan Ales and it is in Dayton, Ohio. Um, yes. This, I do not like sour ales. Oh. <gasps> So my favorites gozes are my favorites and sour ales yep i'm not a huge fan of them however this peach tea berliner, berliner. holy <laughs> shit this stuff uh-huh. is so good i it's like my favorite thing from them i also did ha- get a pilsner from them though too and we brought home a four pack so delicious um is it so like tea and beer, there's or is- yes it's a okay. sour ale with like made with peach tea so um, almost like a like a what is it Elmer, Arnold Palmer almost? Uh, isn't that half lemonade half? Yeah, uh, that's tea? half lemonade half uh, oh, iced sorry. tea. Uh, I would say, hang on one second here. It's definitely more sour than tart. Mm, okay. Um, does not taste like iced tea, but there is definitely peach tea mm-hmm. notes in it um mm-hmm. like not like your traditional black tea that would be like a nice right. right um anyway it's super good i'm currently wearing a shirt it's a branch it. and bone um and it's it's a pride like uh rainbow with like their logo in different like in each column i'm jealous um, i want one i love it so much yeah. uh she went like to the back to look for another one for me because i was looking for my size and they didn't have it in the price I, like, yeah. yeah. I know yeah um that's good yeah so we got to go there and it was so awesome um and i'll like link to uh to their website in the show notes but um uh yeah it was just really great to be able to go finally see the brewery and they are um they just signed a another distribution deal that will um get them like further they actually nice. there was an event that i missed but um on in late may i think they were at like some festival type thing in mm-hmm. lakewood so like they're oh. getting closer and like yeah. being able to spread their creeping wings a little up. bit more creeping mm-hmm. on up um, but I'll put I'll link and you guys can uh, can check them out. Maybe if you know you're at some festivals or something like that this summer, like look around mm-hmm. for them. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Thanks, Ray. Mm-hmm. Tell me something good. Well, last weekend, so it's fucking Pride, guys. So I mean, hell it's the yeah, best, it is best fucking month the of the year, the best time man. of the year, right? And so. Um, I got um, to see uh, visual, like not not physically, only just to see him with my ohos. Um, was to see <laughs> see Lee uh, Gaston. Um, he will get he he. We recorded early because I fucked everything up. So it's just like we, we're recording this one late because I fucked everything up. You, you don't, we don't have a month off after this because of my <laughs> my fuck up though no. your fuck up whatever. <laughs> but um, which is fine. Um, and then we also recorded with uh, returning guest Will. So um, it was, a, I have not laughed that much in a fucking while, but the, the both, both days of recording, I laughed so hard. It was just such a good, like it was, I mean, in the movies I, we made them watch were just fucking awful. So I feel so bad Love about that. that. Um, but which boards are really good. So catch up with that. Um, also the covenant, not not good, not not good at all. But Sebastian Stan and three other 
male models. So there you go. Because I don't know if you all know that, but Sebastian Stan was a male model. That's how he broke into the scene. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. It's him, Taylor Kitsch, some guy named Stephen Strait, which I sent you his pictures. And I was like, this guy is fucking gorgeous. He's the guy that I said, he's now my new book boyfriend. Like, if I have have to picture a book boyfriend, it'll be him. Got it. Um, uh, yeah, it's not good. Uh, and then um, I found a, a so Fright Rags right now is having a huge pride sale. So totes get uh, totes go to Fright Rags if you're looking for something kind of spooky um, and you want something that just shows your pride. Um, I have a pair of Converse that won't get here till July 3rd that are pride shoes. Yeah, cool. I have um, a pair from like a cup maybe. Well, it was probably pre-COVID times. I have a pair also. Yeah, I was like, wow, I placed it beginning of June. They won't be yeah. here until July 3rd. Awesome. Thanks, Converse. Super annoying. Um, I love the rainbow on the bottom. Well, I could create mine. I could. Cre- oh. I did the custom uh. one, so every piece is a little different. Nice. Um, and I like this shirt that I've got on. Um, this is yeah. from um, Untamed Ego, which if you guys have not checked it out, please check it out. It's so fucking awesome. Uh, I wanted to buy all of the shirts because they were great. There was a fuck around and find out t-shirt. There was women don't owe you shit t-shirt that I wanted so hard. Uh, But this one has a skeleton and it says underneath, like it's closed captioning says spooking intensifies. I love it so much. (laughs) And it just reminds me of David Pumpkins. And And I love that like his arms are up in the air and like you can (laughs) see his hands just like, it's amazing. Yeah. So we should post pictures of our shirts. We should. I did take a picture of mine, so yeah. I'll send it. I'll put it in there. But yeah, um, so Untame Ego. And I got it my dad a really funny fucking um, Father's Day card. It just says, sorry for having to put up with all my shit. Sorry for the swearing. <laughs> <laughs> I should really get that for my mom, though, and just like cross up. <laughs> sorry, mom. I told my mom, I said, I wish Love I had found you. this this website when when mother's day came around so but um yeah. yeah untamed ego well um i like you know my mom's birthday is in a few months do it writing Sharpie. that down Sharpie. i think it's even yeah. funnier when you end up crossing things off on cards uh-huh. it just adds uh-huh. to the humor um at pride i did get um a button that uh says pussy power on it nice mm-hmm. i like it Pussy power. That's puppy mm-hmm. power. But that's okay. Works. I also did get a free fan that like snaps open, like a la <gasps> oh, um, little V obsessed, and also very good at snapping that thing open and closed. Like it's Bridgerton, absolutely. I was like, excuse me, like she's just a fucking expert at snapping that thing open. Whereas I'm like, how do I hold with my, where's my pinky go? And she's just like, snap, snap. Like, Jesus. I think you can get those at like the dollar store. Cause I remember getting one for, it was the free last for time. my heart radio. <laughs> oh, well, there but you go. It's nice. So like when it opens, it is a rainbow, obviously. And Lobby. it has like the script Cleveland on it. It's uh-huh. actually really cute. Well, I, cause of the last time I, oh, when I did, um, uh, the fundraising gala that I was like cheering and mm-hmm. then I was in it, and then I was I was doing the sol- one of the solos from um, Spamalot, um, whatever happened to my song where she's like this you know it's a big opera diva like song, and so I'd have the had to have the fan to open and just come out and yes. just fan myself with mm-hmm. yeah whatever mm-hmm. happened to my song yep 
Um, Love that. They're like really in right now. A ton of people at Pride had them and they were selling them. Of course they were. Yeah. Of course they're in time. And yep. Of course. It tracks, you know? It tracks. Um, you know what else tracks? Um, we what? are not, uh, we don't, I don't have a quiz tonight because okay. I bought a digital game that we'll be playing in the future when I learn how to fucking play it. <clears throat> the more I look at it though, it might be, it might go to our Patreon and be a, being something Ooh, as a Patreon tier fun. because it's a lot of, here, look at my screen. So oh, it yeah. would be fun so, like, to like, yeah. So if you're interested in more content from us, because why wouldn't you be? I mean, who doesn't want to listen to us talk more? Right. Um, that might be possible. Uh, we also have some other th- fun things that we're thinking about um, in regards to um, the Patreon of what we're, what's going to be posted there and what we posted on the YouTube. So, because um, YouTube coming up, will be some fun things coming up. I got to get around to listening to fucking. <laughs> Um, to something and then watching something and then I can bitch at you for about two hours Love about it. something. Love it. Um, but instead, we're still going to have our um, our little you know other thing, our other little segment. But we should say that we are speaking. We have we have interviewed and sat down and talked to the authors of this book. Correct. So um, after we we talk about the book, we'll we'll put the interview in. So mm-hmm. yep. um, so. Before that, though. But before Um, you even go into the next thing, I'm sorry, but I have to tell you and everyone listening just how fucking amazing your makeup looks. Oh, thank you. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. See, if you had Patreon and you watch us. You'd be able to see (laughs) see his face. It's fucking beautiful. Honestly, are you in the next Frozen movie? Because that's what it looks like. Like gorgeous oh, okay. blues. She's got like a blue wig on. It's absolutely fantastic. Thank you. I felt a little like it was too much tonight, but I was like, Why? what the fuck do I care? I have a lot. Um, lots of greens on because I my like friend, um, I was getting ready for Pride and I was like, I'm really sad that I don't have like brighter eye makeup that I can wear today because I had a dream of like making a rainbow out of my eye makeup. But I was like, I don't have enough. And she I was like, I'm gonna have to get like a rainbow palette, you know, like rainbow eyeshadow palette. Yeah. And like, literally, two days later, what arrives? at my house? <laughs> She bought you a rainbow. Eye she bought me like, this big palette with like very bold colors. And stuff. Nice. <laughs> I know. I, I have one of those uh, for the last time I for theater. I got oh, this. Sure. Yeah. That's what you know, I should have no, didn't think about that. Um, but thank anyway, you. that's very sweet. Thank you. So we have this little thing where we little thing <laughs> where <laughs> I find horrible things on Etsy, uh, sexual items, and I send them over that have to, to be gag gifts oh, because yeah. of Etsy's policies. <laughs> yes. So I learned something this couple weeks ago too is i from my video from cody co he was like yes so supposedly um etsy is not supposed to have this stuff up there it's a gag they actually had like the fcc was like you guys literally can't put up like sexual explicit materials you can't sell weapons you can't do this 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 there's a whole bunch of stuff and 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 etsy was like totes totally get it we're gonna spend 40 million dollars and we're gonna clean it up not clean nope because where would i find most of this stuff Etsy, because yep. I looked around. I even went to Reddit. I was like, find, you know, weird sex toys. Nothing. All right. <clears throat> so the first thing is, um, so I have found a dub- number blah, 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 a number of different versions of this. Um, 
Okay, there we are. Because they can send all participants or you. And I'm like, well, well, okay. we're the only ones here. Right? Uh, where is the other picture of it? That's not it. That's not it. That's it. Okay. So here's the original one. Or here's the one I found first. And then here's the one from Etsy. Um, so, in case we have not uh, discussed this, this is the segment where um, we... Yeah. We look we at... Uh, we didn't really name it. It's just no. like the weirdest sex toys we can find. And we are not kink shaming We're anybody. Not. Again, nope. I think we've said before, I don't care what you do in your bedroom, as long as you don't hurt anybody, as long as yep. you're not... And, and, I should say, you're not hurting you're anybody not without their unconsensually hurting someone. Thank right. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is mm, an ov- ovipositor with eggs. And it- what the <laughs> fuck? So the one's even worse picture than the other one is. But it is like, hey, do you like. Um, do-, <laughs> do you like the film Alien? <laughs> The, actually, it says, it's made for xenomorph enthusiasts with a thing for alien egg impreg- impregnation, and it thoroughly comes with a six-egg mold so you can make your own gelatin chicken eggs for it to dispense. I think the person who wrote this was like, I, can't, I confess to not being entirely sure where to go from that point. I may imagine the eggs going in somewhere. No. Okay, we need to have a discussion about how you... Okay, so the other one has don't the same thing. Don't put these things in. Okay. Don't. Let's, okay. <laughs> don't. Okay. Don't. Do you know, if you're ever on TikTok and you see that paramedic come up and he just stares at the camera and slowly shakes his head, that's what... Don't do it. Okay, so here's the description on the Etsy. This list comes with an ov- ov- ovipositor and three eggs of the same color. Oh Using my a- oh god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. Using a generous amount of lube, load the eggs into the base and slowly move them to the top. We do make custom orders as well, so you don't have if you if you no. have an idea for something unique that you would like made or would simply like to make alterations to this item. Oh, that's it. That's all I got. It's a and, wide you know, variety of I colors. I kind of like that. They're like, I don't care where you stick it. Your mouth, your butt, your vagina. I don't care. Whatever. Your belly button. I don't care. Whatever I you re- want to do. I really have to caution against putting these things, like eggs, into your vagina or your butt. I mean, well, I mean, people use, I mean, they put Benoit balls places. Isn't there a string or something you can take it out with? Some do. Some don't. I don't think. The, I think the bedwall balls don't. I don't think they do. Aren't those the weighted balls? Yeah, I'm pretty balls. sure they have strings on them, man, to be able to, to get mm, them out. Uh, I'm glad I'm so looking. I uh, don't see anything. First of all, one of these pictures has like disgusting. Like, I mean, definitely some lube. do and some do not. Oh God. So this is how this this goes. This is how this. This is goes. the most shocking thing we have had thus far. Really? Oh, just wait. <laughs> just, but wait. There's, there's more. more. So the next one isn't as like that was pretty shocking. Um, this one. <clears throat> if you um would like to subscribe to our Patreon, I I will say, 
I am not good at controlling my face. So if you want to see my face doing everything it did while Ray was showing that to me. I mean, I guess this one isn't as bad as the other one, so I guess I shouldn't. I don't think I took a breath for a solid minute there. You might have passed out, died, and come back to your body at that point. Um, I was honestly getting my lungs were starting to burn. All right, so here's the next one. This one, I would like you to look at the price of this one. That's one of the major things here. This is <clears throat> is a. Do you have it open? Uh huh. <laughs> Vibrating devil tongue. Rubbing pad, oh, no, rubbing toy. The same. The next one was the oh, same. Oh, I one. sent you the. Okay, I think I didn't cut. Why didn't it? Okay, I don't know why, but it's. I, I do want to let you know the um, seven-inch ovipositor with eggs um, is huh? currently in twenty-plus carts. You know, when you know, you know, right? There you go. So, what threw me? What made me pick this one is because it was. Uh, Ow touted as a grinding toy ow vibrating devil tongue rubbing pad rubbing toys yep um it doesn't look like it would feel good wow that is a cartoon dude with oh oh my god it's like the it's like rafiki's head yep on a very muscular rafiki (laughs) Right, like Rafiki's on a kind of gym. human body. Yes, he's got like Skeletor body and like or He-Man body and like yeah. Rafiki's head. Rafiki's like, head like disproportionately small with like pink nipples <laughs> and obvious socks shoved into his <laughs> his little like g-string. I mean, his little banana hammock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am sure. Okay, so this is what Mandrillo says. I am sure you will wow, fall in love expensive. with this expensive. It's one hundred and thirty-eight dollars. Oh, Jesus Christ! Its unique texture can give you great sensations. You can place it on a bed, a chair, in the bathtub, or using the straps, attach it to a pillow, an inflatable toy, or your partner's thigh. The tongue is in soft silicone, while the base is more rigid. The loops are reinforced, and you can choose from an infinite number of colors. Neon colors and metallic pigments. Yeah, some of them glow in the dark. Yep. Um, Uh, It looks like it would hurt. Recommended hardness. The standard option is always dual density. Medium soft for the tongue and rigid for the base. Softer or harder silicone are available options. Write us, and we'll reply as soon as possible. I'm confused. <laughs> to make the product more realistic to the touch, lubricants can be used. <laughs> uh, you grind on it. So you lay. Well, I know that. But that's. So there's a whole thing of grinding, grinding sex toys. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's it. It's a ton. But it looks painful. Um, I, I, yeah, I, you know. To each their own, man. If yes, what you if that if that butters your bread, that's cool. There's that's just changed. a lot of like things sticking out. Well, I it was interesting that there, you could, you can connect a, a vibrator to it. That's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, or it comes with it for one hundred and thirty eight dollars. It should come with the fuck. <laughs> You're gonna come too. It should come with the vibrator. It should come with the vibrating device. Which way do you sit on it? 
whichever feels good. Whatever I guess, your butt, man. yeah. I mean, your butt, your vagina. Well, your no, booty. I mean, like, which way is the oh, front? Like, you know what I oh, mean? Oh, I don't know. Like, do you, do you cowgirl or reverse cowgirl? Right. I don't know. I don't know what way is the front. I mean, I guess, again, like you just said, whatever feels good, you know? Whatever feels good. I mean, like, honestly, you want to stick these on your nipple? You want to shove your titties on it? That's fine, too. Whatever. It's... It's it's just the it's just the things coming out of it that look kind of like teeth that make it, me yeah yeah it looks like more squeeze punishment. my legs together yeah, it looks more punishment than pleasure but again if Hellraiser has taught us anything you know there's so such sights to show you <laughs> yep Whew. wow okay last one last one okay and we're moving on. I am. I'm never going to get over this. You might hate me forever. That's okay. We might not be friends after this. Um, mm, I feel like what could? I mean, I guess famous last words. Uh, like what yep, could possibly yep, yep, happen yep, yep, at this point? Yep. 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 Oh god! <laughs> I saw a word in the URL. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Why? Um, it's it's an insensitive butsicle in a tail. <laughs> in a tin so the description but there's like teeth in that one no oh yeah there is teeth there's in like one. a tooth then the one's got like warts on it so it Blech. says for description is forget forbidden lip gloss maybe but in a tin perhaps incense holder definitely <laughs> first review this is such a funny and adorable incense holder I know <laughs> perfect little butthole Weird sculpture that will surprise and or delight everyone who sees it. Possibly? Uh, this is what happens when I don't get enough sleep. Gross but functional. Interesting and horrifying all at once. Guaranteed to have friends, families, and passers-by ask, What is what that? What is that? <laughs> uh, well, depending on the angle you look at it from, it could be anything. What it can do, though, is if you choose to hold incense, it can also be used to keep overly sensitive people away. It's true. Okay. Oh, I am crying. Okay. Um. So that's that. It's, uh, guys, it's a butthole. It's a butthole in a tin. I mean, like, that's literally good description because that's what it is. It that's It's a very, a very accurate somebody, description. Yep. Someone put a, uh, a stick of incense in it. Yep. So, sure did. <clears throat> there's that there is oh that oh my god I two of them in these pictures look like donuts in a way yeah I think and the tooth one is the I, uh that one's really truly disturbing for me yeah cause why does it have a tooth I know I know I mean honestly though I mean all, all jokes aside they did a good job yeah. Mark? Uh-huh. I mean, it's well made. That um, tooth looks real. It might be real. Um, it <laughs> says uh, low in stock, only one left and in two oh. carts. Oh, man, I better order it. It's also yeah. 40 fucking dollars. Well, you get three of them. Or wait, do you mm-hmm. only get one of them? I think you only get one of them. Oh. Uh, oh it doesn't tell you. Doesn't. I mean, and it's okay. Um... Yeah, I mean, listen, like, you know, again, good for someone that is not me. 
I mean, I'm more interested about this person who's made this, like other things that she's made. And I'm looking at them and they're not like all the other stuff that she's made are actually some of them are super cute. And like she's made like, cute little mandrakes. And, yeah, I saw those are cute. Yeah. Um, some look like little tiny penises. Um, a lot of them look like little tiny penises. But I mean, some I think are very part of that cute. is just the color. Because they're all and like they're flesh colored, like, and by yeah. that I mean like white person flesh colored. Yeah, they're also a little wrinkly. Yeah. yeah, I like the little baby creatures from the lagoon. Those are super freaking cute. I mean, what what would I do with them? But they're super cute. They look like little like the little gnomish minions are kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. She's she's good at what she does. Yeah. I just don't understand why. She needs to get more <laughs> sleep. She said it herself. Yeah, she's like, you know what? Oh, man, I can't sleep. Oh, tonight. God. I scrolled down. There's a doll. I got I'm closing that out. Is this like hers? Nope, or- it was from someone else. I hate dolls. <laughs> um, then I would tell you don't watch Chucky. Don't watch like. Nothing. Sarcass. It's not. I don't know. I mean. I might be able to tolerate Chucky because he looks so yeah. ridiculous. You just want to like, drop kick him. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's the, there's like a more recent one, like Annabelle or something like that. Yeah. Where like yeah. there, no, thank you. Porcelain dolls, porcelain face. No, get them the fuck out. Personally, like I think uh, Dead Silence is more creepy than Annabelle is just because there's fucking ventriloquist dummies. Absolutely not. Yeah. Hard pass. We'll never see. And Donnie Wahlberg's in it, so. <laughs> Playing a police department, police detective. Shocker, I know, right? Yeah, right? Right? It's really typecast into that at this point. I mean, is I know Blue Bloods is still going on because my mom watches it. Is it? Um, I believe so. I think it's where I've got told you the, uh, I don't think she got murdered. She got in a helicopter accident. My mom told me about it. Oh, you're, that's right. Both of our mothers watch Blue Bloods. Yeah, none of this is honestly surprising. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, and I have said before on the show, the youngest of those brothers, hot. Of oh oh wait of the on of, Blue Bloods. Oh yeah, because he was the God. He was on a whole bunch of different shows. Yeah, he's good looking. Easy on the host. Mm-hmm. Speaking of easy on the host, <laughs> Dom. Dom's easy on the host. Dom is easy on the host. I also love that fucking name. I, I told you I can't think of the word <laughs> of the name Dom now without thinking Dominic Terrell. <laughs> Family. Family. <laughs> I am Groot. Do you want a tuna fish sandwich? I was listening to. That's <laughs> just Why? like the tuna. Why would that be? I don't know, but have you been listening to I Hate Movies talk about it? Or how did this get made? Oh, I've heard. I, I've, I've watched theirs before. Yeah, I I, have. they just they did, they did fa- the original fast. fast, and then they also did Fast X, <laughs> and it has been hysterical to listen oh. to them talk about it. Oh, yeah, there's a we we hate movies did fast because uh, that's fast, and he's like, "What's with the fucking tuna? What is with the tuna?" Like, they also said that, and we and like, how did this do not eat the tuna? No, <laughs> been they're like, "Why? Don't, the tuna cannot be that good. Oh, Stop family. eating it." Family. Family. We talked about, um, uh, bu- 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 um, oh, we were talking about, um, somehow Speed 3 Cruise Control came up, or Speed 2 Cruise Control came up oh, on God. one of the episodes of B3, and I said, if you've not listened to the How Did This Get Made on Speed 2 Cruise Control, it is a fucking listen. It is so funny. 
Uh, Willem Dafoe tries to kill himself with eels in a tub. Um, that is his suicide mission. Like electric to... eels? Yep. That's how Did he's going to go out. I... Speed two, cruise control. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. Yep. Uh, now that my eyes have watered now. I know. Bit. We're both like messing up our makeup right yeah. now because we're laughing so hard. Um, all right. All right. We're going to take a little break. Brief respite. And we will be right back to talk about piece of cake. In two and two. And we're back. We're back, bitches. <laughs> and we are here to discuss piece of cake. Um, let me make sure I have the description up. Should have checked that earlier, but I didn't. Um, and I don't. How did I close that window? Because <laughs> there was like fucking butthole candles. Like, oh god, probably probably just frantically started like clicking. No, 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 the no, 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 no! Please, God, my no. Google algorithm is fucked. I know it is so unbelievably fucked. Um, yeah. So uh, this is piece of cake. It is. Um, it's two different authors. Um, they each have three names. So that's why, like. When I was saying it earlier, um, when to introduce the show, I was like, shit, am I saying all of these right? Um, so I probably sounded weird and stunted. Um, Piece of Cake is written by Mary Hollis Huddleston and Asher Fogel Paul. Um, this is, it's not like, I, I don't know that I would call it a series because I don't know that they are calling it a series. And it doesn't um, sound like they're going to be a third one for a while. For a while, like, if, if it, there if is one. Um, it's... Um, but it is connected mm-hmm. to another book called Without a Hitch. Um, and that is, so like theoretically, that that book takes place before this one and Claire is in that book. So um, it, I think it might make sense. We did not read it, um, but I think it would make sense like if you were interested to like read that one first because I think it'll provide you with better context the depth of, of redemption i think yeah. yeah yeah absolutely which we will talk about talk about quite shortly. a bit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and as ray said earlier we did get to interview mary and asher um special thanks to them for taking the time to talk to us they were so nice mm-hmm. um we had a we had a great discussion with them so that will be up after we uh do our compliment sandwiches mm-hmm. um but before we do ratings and not casting um, okay, so this is a piece of cake. She's only trying to save her job and her reputation. Claire Summers grew up as a society girl destined to have it all. Tasteful Dallas mansion, high-powered career, hot, rich husband. Until a massive mistake left her reputation in tatters and trust fund frozen. Now the former debutante is scraping by as a magazine staffer in Nashville, trading in her diamonds and designer stilettos for rhinestones and cowgirl boots. But all is not well in the world of print publications. Piece of Cake, the beloved Southern wedding magazine where Claire works, is one issue away from going under. Thankfully, Claire has a plan to save the day and the magazine, a reality show-style docuseries on the South's most over-the-top and outlandish nuptials. And with country music royalty, Elvis impersonators, and enough drama to make your mama faint, it just so happens that Tennessee is the perfect setting for for unscripted wedding day magic. Her boss loves Claire's idea so much that she even brings in the bridesman, 
New York native and social media star Dominic Gravino to partner with Claire on the project despite her protestations. Dominic's East Coast confidence and charisma clash with Claire's Southern breeding and independent spirit as the two unlikely collaborators attempt to create a series that will leave that will save piece of cake. But in between million dollar weddings, two stepping bachelorette parties and hot chicken fiascos, Claire and Dom discover they make a great team on and off the job. But letting go of old hurts is harder than she imagines. And soon Claire realizes that she must come to terms with what happened in her past if she's going to embrace the present. That's pretty thorough. That is quite thorough. Quite yeah, thorough. So I don't think there's really much we have to add to that. No, I don't think so. It's... All I did to say is that fucking hot chicken section. That is, is so funny. Funny as shit. So funny. Yes. So funny. It is absolutely hysterical. Oh. Also, hot chicken is so fucking good. <laughs> Mouth watering thinking about it. Oh, so good. And don't you know anyone here? They're like, oh, hot chicken. I'm like, no, no, you have to have it in Nashville. It's not the same. If you have it around here, it's not the same. I mean, I wouldn't get it volcanic like in this fucking book. Oh, my but God. I did have hot chicken when I was there, and it was delicious. Yeah. If you like spicy things, it's definitely a a, a go-to. And Like, I remember the one uh, bar I went to, the, and they're like, oh, you're going to have hot chicken. And it's like, well, this is how you have it. And they, all the things that you needed to have with it. And I was like, it was just, milk. it's delicious. Um, I did not have milk because I can't drink milk, but... Oh, sure. um, but I also didn't have the real spicy. Like, I had it, like, mild for hot chicken or whatever you want to say. Like, not super spicy. Because, um, I mean, it's hot chicken, so it's obviously automatically going to be hotter. Um, right. But I was like, please don't make it atomic. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I think there's coleslaw and stuff. I can't remember. Delicious. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while. Been a while. Um, yes, yeah. Man. I mean, I don't think we have to have brown. Sorry. The worst. Speaking of the bare naked ladies, yep. Anybody wants <laughs> July fourteenth. <14th. laughs> um, I really need to sell these tickets. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, oh, so I, the way we do things on the show mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. is any fucking way we want. Kidding. Um, we do that too. But, we do that too. Uh, we do a compliment sandwich to review a book. So the top bun is a pro. Something we liked about the book. Um, the meat is something I, I i keep stopping from saying slippery middle because i know it bothers gross Veronica. yep the meat is something we didn't like as much There's i like how you said about. it and then said you were trying not to say it still slipping it in slipping it in gross um and then the bottom bun is another like we did end on a high note so something we definitely liked about the book mm-hmm. so um i guess do you, i'll start yeah go ahead please start so i really liked um when a a book can successfully redeem a villain and mm-hmm. spoiler alert claire is the vo- is the villain of the first book yep and what she does is not good not good not good definitely um, fireable offense she, very much but she definitely is worthy of a redemption arc i think yeah yeah. Uh, and they do a f- and both because I mean I know that both both wrote so different parts and how like in depth I think they both did a really great job of mm-hmm. redeeming Claire as a character because she starts off real on the it's a real stuff start real stuff start real, real tough stuff start, start. <laughs> the right stuff uh, <laughs> real tough start. And um, but but they get her there. But you mm-hmm. you get her there. You you start feeling 
bad for her really immediately because her family has pretty much like just given her up. Yeah. And it is heartbreaking. That part is heartbreaking that he's like, yeah, she made a mistake, but they like, they choose pretty much like an outsider over her. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. Yeah. Real sucks. So, I mean, I, who doesn't like, you know, a redemption story? Yeah. And you know, the, I'm to go along with that. Um, my top bun is like, Yes, the redemption story, but it's also the idea, like the premise of that really sets up for a compelling story that you have yeah. this person who has done some, you know, maybe shitty things in the past, but sees that that was terrible, understands that they need to make Hasn't amends. Learned. They have mm-hmm. learned from that experience. They would never repeat that, um, never repeat that action, I should say. Um, and they're they're doing everything they can to atone for their wrongdoing and uh, and move forward. And, and even actually, oh sorry, um, even it, like it, there's so we were talking earlier about how Lottie is the um, the heroine in the first book, mm-hmm. and uh, there's it's not that far into the book, like maybe a hundred oh. pages into the book or something that like you meet Lottie. And Lottie is not nice to her. Not nice to her at all. And in that moment, like, you feel, you start to feel bad for Claire. Yeah. Because you're like, she's clearly, she's mortified. She's it's horribly like three embarrassed. three years later, isn't it? It's three years later? Yeah, I think so. Because I think she's yeah. been at the magazine for three years. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I mean, Claire is mortified. She's with Dom. They're working. And she's, like, just having to take, like, borderline verbal abuse from Lottie and Claire is just like I mean I deserve it like I know I know what I did was terrible and I don't have excuses other than like Claire is the middle child and Evelyn her older sister is not nice but um has her shit together and is very successful and even her little sister lucy who is getting married during the course of this like she's wedding planning during the course of this book that's i mean kind of like the thing that forces her to that that's the plot device that forces her to um to confront her past because she has to go home for this wedding and for events you know yeah uh like an engagement party and stuff like that um and these are thrown upon her too, like yeah. that. Like she's uh, some things that I was like, "Bitches, please, are you really seriously like not just like you guys can just throw this?" Like she's got to make a speech. You didn't tell her that. Like mm-hmm. that sucks. Like mm-hmm. so. I mean, whatever you like, she earns it. Like this girl earns it. Like she does. I mean, she she she's put in her paces, put through her paces, and comes out like the other side. And, yeah, she yeah. she makes a very terrible decision in an effort to like be successful and like what again was it a good idea no no that was a really terrible decision but like she owns that she knows she made that decision and that it was not a good idea and she would never do it again well and i think she's we said i think she's learned from it too and i think she also has in now i think she's in a profession now that she actually likes yeah i think she's happier um I think she's at, very happy. at the magazine yeah. than she is uh, when than she was when she was wedding planning. Yeah, it's a, that's a really stressful, yeah. stressful thing 
to be doing. Yeah, and we see so much of that. Um, yeah. And to say, like, I mean, a lot, and just so you guys know, um, a lot of these stories, like especially the weddings, are things that Mary, um, one of the writers, one of the authors, Mary, has actually experienced. Like, these are her stories. Like, she mm-hmm. either, like, secondhand or she experienced it herself or as a wedding planner. She saw all this. So yeah. these are not, like, even we joked about the hot chicken thing. That has happened. Like, all this stuff <laughs> has happened. Yeah. And and we had, you'll hear in the interview, but, like, we've asked, you know, how how close to reality are we talking? And they said, like, we've done a lot of melding. Like, a lot of, yeah. like, combining of of different events. So, like, they're not yeah. recognizable. Although, like, right. if you know about this event happening, like... You know, like, like the oh, dead birds, that's, that's like so, that yeah. happened. You know? That's so and so's wedding. I remember right, that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you would yeah. have to know those people because these are like not just you know regular, nor, you know, everyday people. These are like the elite of mm-hmm. Nashville. These are rich and people. The elite, yeah, these are the elite of Dallas. So these are people right. who have some baller money. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, they can afford to throw a million dollar wedding or like a ha- I mean, the one has a hang. <laughs> the first one they go to is a fucking legit plane hanger. Yes. That it's in. That and he the, had the, built because he like has a couple planes, you know? right? Right, and like they fly, the 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 couple flies off on a fucking like was it, wasn't it a Cessna? Was, was it a Cessna? Cessna? I don't remember. I think, was, I think it was a Cessna. I think it was. I was like, huh? I know. Wow. I will never know this. <laughs> I yeah, I will this. never experience this. Also, I don't no, want to fly in a Cessna. No, I'm good. I'm good. I, give I me the do larger remember planes, the please. Show Wings. I'm good. Yes, I also I loved Wings. God, so God, good. it was such a good show. And Margaret. Anyhow, uh, the oh, fucking True Pursuit episode where just Lowell kept saying Anne Margaret and the first, the last, like, the final question was actually Getting fucking Anne Margaret. Um, <laughs> Lowell. That is also where um, Tony Shaloub like, really yes. got his, like, Antonio. His yeah. The fucking cab driver, man. Oh, my God. That's so... Oh, that was, I, my sister was saying the other night that she's been actually going back and watching episodes of Wings. Oh, I want so. to. Like, I it's streaming. I think I forget yeah. where I looked it up at one point. I sadly can name you most of the fucking characters from that show. Of course, Roy. I. Oh Roy my the, god, Roy! I think the only one that's in my is I'm trying to remember the little old lady. I can't remember her name. Who played like? Oh, damn the, it! Um, she had us like a. This is gonna sound mean, but I don't mean it that way. It should, like she has like a face that reminds me of like a bird because her nose is like kind of long yes yes uh fuck what the hell was her name i can like hear them saying it i can hear like roy saying it yeah but i can't like make it out Mm -hmm. damn it all right you know what we'll figure it out also imdb exists um i use it quite a bit (laughs) i love imdb uh god bless you people um okay do do you want to go into meat to the slippery middle, yes. I'm so hungry. Out. I know, right? Every cake, time. hot chicken, pie. Or, I know, like this yeah, is just, not helpful. No, no. And I had a really shitty dinner, so um, mm. I know I didn't finish it. It was not good. Anyhow, um, so let's slide on in. Um, oh, and I'm gonna say something that, like, honestly, Mary says. So this isn't like something I'm speaking out of turn. Is it, it takes you a little while to really like Claire because Claire is really mean. Yes. <laughs> she's especially mean to Dom. And she's like, as Mary said, she's she's really kind of not likable at the beginning. Like yeah. she's not because immediately within the first chapter, she meets Dom like and he's like helping on her project. They're like co-directing mm-hmm. together yeah. um, this project. Oops. 
and um but she, and he's very sweet from the beginning like you could tell like from jump street that he's like got he's he's got he at least got the hots for her he finds he, her amusing i yes. think yeah yeah and um so he's so sweet to her yeah even like and he hears something she says something so horrible when they first when like just and he's kind of like well i think we started on the wrong foot can we get together and have she's like nope we're good i'm like wow which is very this- opposite of like you would expect a new yorker to like not be that nice and you would expect the southern person to be more be, polite yeah. than that yeah, although I'll push back on you that I've never, I've never really had any, that experience. The typical like New Yorker, I've never had that experience when I've been to New York. But. I get more indifference. I get more like I mean, because most of the time, everybody I've met from there, for the most part, when I was there, was like from Ohio and from oh, like, sure. yeah. Nebraska and shit like that. I'm like, oh, is there anybody from New York? No, okay, cool, <laughs> cool. Go into a pub and it's literally Irish people. You're like, oh, you are not from here. You're not from here. You're from the old country. Got Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) um, But anyhow, um, so yeah, I mean, that's my thing is like, Claire is a tough cookie to crack. Yeah. And and you're right. Like, it's it's intentional at the start, especially knowing that she is the villain in the first book. Yeah. You, they had the, the uphill battle of making her eventually likable yeah and i'm gonna say like i will say though that she i did feel bad for her in oh, certain yeah. points, especially at the beginning when she was being so shitty i was still like but then she'd go home to her little shitty meal yes. and you're like god you're this like, sucks seems sad like it seems sad like she's saving up for something like a cup of coffee or something or like a dinner out and i was like oh yeah. you you need that 20 dollars like like i just felt Yep. bad for her so i mean there is still even though she is kind of a <laughs> shitty to him at the beginning yeah. and, but she does read i mean again that goes i think that speaks volumes to the the book itself as being able to redeem this character so yeah she's really punishing herself also yes. you know like yeah yeah like but at the same time i'm thinking about like her family and it's like god i mean her family's so bad to her like yeah I, so you know yeah, it's it's uh she she got she did it to herself. Yeah. At the same time, like she has paid her penance, mm-hmm. and it's not like she you know <laughs> stole something you know or like broke into a store or hurt anybody, but it still sucks. And mm-hmm. she did a shitty thing, yeah. but like the the fact that her family was like, nope, sorry, peace out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, that's mine. Um. Mine, and this is like, I get, this is a personal preference. Um, I am just at a point in my life where I would like to stop having media fawn over designer labels and designer everythings and $400 shoes and the $800 bags and flying off in a fucking Cessna. And I get like, this is literally, we knew this going into the book, right? Like they, the literal book blurb says the most outlandish and over the top weddings in Nashville. Like we knew this. And that's why I say like, this is a me problem. Um, in that I, I'm also over the billionaire romances. Mm-hmm, I, I don't want to read any more of them. I, I've read enough. I'm done. Especially when they're like 23 years old. You're like, fuck you. The, no. Fuck you. No, you're no. not. Like, it's just. It, yep. Nah. Nah, brah. Nah. You did not find the unicorn and jump over the rainbow and land in the pot of gold. Like, this is just please stop it. 
I was literally reading one um, before where he was 26 and had like he had been plucked to be like a day trader no. at like 22 and I'm like fuck you no. whatever and like he was he was day trading in college I'm like okay whatever because right sure I okay and that's the what that's the one I didn't finish that's the one where I was um I think anyhow go on sorry yeah um but anyway again my own personal issue um but uh yeah that's it no i get it because i mean like i I see it from having watched you know watching a lot of youtube commentators and like i mean they making they're making fun of these literal 16 year old kids who have lambos and whips jumping in the whip riding in the whip like you're 16 and you have a car that's worth more than me and my house and everything i own what it's it's just not accessible for people and and i get that it's it can be nice to read you know we all read to escape to some extent right like we're reading romance to to escape our lives okay it's hard (laughs) to relate though sometimes yes like i i do i want to read it was like we were saying it's sad to read about claire struggling financially how she has like nothing to go home to um and so that's, I'm sure, and I don't expect any author to, like, change what they're doing because of how I feel about it. Um, but, like, while I don't want to read necessarily about something that hits too close to home in that way, I also don't really want to read about the 25th billionaire this year. But I, And I think, like, honestly, I think they did a good job with that from the fact that it's like, we and I think they used Claire's like coming home to nothing to yeah. as a uh, um, as a springboard to us being able to like relate to her because otherwise I would have had not a lot of people to relate to in this book besides yeah. Dom and her like if and, she, you know, a couple other characters but yeah if she had there's a whole other part about how she doesn't have access to her trust fund um, if she would have had access to the trust fund and was like living the way she was in Dallas I think it would have been more difficult to relate to her. I think so too. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking that from, again, having, not having read the first book, but I'm guessing Lottie is not from the same cut from the same cloth because, um, Claire is from a very old Dallas oil mm-hmm. yes. family. So I don't know if Lottie is, again, that's part of our issue, not our issue, but that's our own thing is we haven't read the first book. So I don't right. know, but I'm assuming, I'm assuming not. But I don't necessarily know. I forget. I I think I remember when I was reading the book description and like that Lottie was like fighting to make a career for herself. So, and and, and that might be why she's more relatable in that first book is because she's not coming from. She's got to work, you know, work up from the bottom, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But I think yeah, I I think it was a good choice on their part to. Mm-hmm. to yeah, have it her. offers a good opposite and helps balance yeah. some of that stuff out. Yeah, agreed. for sure. And also, you know, a struggling magazine. Like, that's legit. Word. I mean, how many of them? Like, physical magazines. Not many. How many of them are left? I mean, I guess more than I would expect when you go to, like, the grocery store and there's an entire fucking magazine full of magazine or uh, aisle full of magazines still. Well, as Egon Egon Spangler said, print is dead. So, um, but I mean, like, actually, kind of. Tell that to Book Talk buying all their goddamn paperbacks, man. I've sold more paperbacks in my book than I have ebooks. No, I'm teasing because again, that was also 
Ghostbusters came out in 1984. So, but I think it actually does speak a really, really well to what the writer's strike is doing right now. I mean, that's this whole thing is pretty much like that's another reason why they're striking is because there are there's no I mean they want to. They, what they want to do is pay like fucking writers hourly wages and like buy the fucking word and like and and they want to fire them all and use AI. I mean that's really what this all comes down to. And that it's you see it it has it has trickled down from newspapers. Like newspapers are all sh- you know have all shuttered and it's just like your online subscriptions. Mm-hmm. And so I think it is. It speaks. I think it's very point. You know, very prescient that it is very like yes. Um, this magazine is one of, I mean, because I think of automatically, I think of The Knot. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And The Knot has been It's always digital. been digital. It's always been digital. Yeah. So to me, it was like thinking, I was like, oh my God, there's actually a physical, like, yeah, I guess you have, um, what's the, there's another one, Modern Bride, I think is another one, which I think. Oh, I, yeah. I wonder if they're even in I don't know if they anymore. still are anymore. I don't know. If, if maybe they're digital, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering even like the big fashion mags, like, is it E? I think it's E where it's like the just the E, I think it, uh, um, that is like like pure fashion. I lived in college with um, fashion majors and I'm yeah. pretty sure it's a big, tall one. Oh, right, right, right. Um, I would assume it's fucking expensive to fucking print that, too. Yeah. Like and I would and paper is expensive ones, right now. I mean, and like and the you know, and just to print digital pictures. I would assume all of them are expensive. Yeah, I mean, printing in color. Like, I I was talking to clients about this, like, the other day. Printing, like, marketing materials in color on, like, thicker paper, like a postcard paper. You're talking, like, this this isn't going to be a cheap venture. And depending on, like, Vistaprint might give you a better deal because, you know, if you order massive quantities or whatever. Um, But, like... You got to think about how much this is going to cost you in the end. Is this going to be worth your ROI? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even like us as even just podcasters thinking about things that we are going to do to put our name out there. It's like, does it make sense for us to print out like whatever, like a a little card? Because it doesn't make, who the fuck's going to keep that? Who's going to keep that? I mean, I I was at the doctor today. They were like, do you want an appointment reminder? I was like, please, no. Because I'm just going to lose that fucking card. I'm going to put it in my my calendar right now. Yep, and my purse, it'll just go to the bottom where there's dog treats because there's dog treats in my purse. Um, why not? Well, because I got the little pouch for the... I said, why not? Bags. Of course. Of course you have dog treats in your bags. I'm not judging you. No, no one's judging. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Um, shall we discuss bottom buns? Mm-hmm. All the buns. Bun, hashtag, butt biters. Butt biters. Anyhow. Um, so... Um, I really so. I also notice, FYI, guys. I apologize. I have apologized on B three, but so is my filler word. So I'm so sorry. Um, I notice I say it a lot. Um, apologies. Um, um, uh, there's two things. I have two bottom, like two connecting things. One is, is even though I know certain magazines and stuff like that, and the knot and whatever, I. I'm one, not married. And two, like, it's just never been something for me that's been like, I've never been interested. Like, if I did get married, I would probably go to the Justice of the Peace and or have a party in my backyard. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's my that's my jam. Yeah. And just because I don't like attention, I don't like that's That's not my scene. Um, or I go and be on the beach or something like that. But um, 
so weddings to me, like, say yes to the dress and this and that, have never really... Like, I am so happy for other people who are really into it. I, I love, as I say, I love it for you. Mm-hmm, good for, me, for you. It's not a big thing. Mm-hmm. Good for you, not for me. Um, but I really enjoyed the... Um, instances where we did see the weddings they actually got me interested i was like oh that's actually like kind of fascinating i never like cause i'm not going to disparage anybody who's like that's their thing and right, that's right. what they've always wanted fuck you yeah get it for you treat yourself like totally um and this was very because they made they made each wedding very um there's always there's something happens at each wedding that's like so traumatic um that it's enjoyable to read and entertaining to read. So um, kudos to that. You got me excited about weddings. Yay. Yep. Um, they. I mean, they can be fun. Like that's, I've certainly. Yours was in- fun. Oh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I certainly, I, I would, I mean, I agree with it. Like I, I think it's fascinating to see what people do for their weddings because yeah. it can be like this really personalized experience. Um. And it can also be really obvious that someone just wanted to throw a big party and that they don't actually care about the marriage. Um, yeah, I mean, I love personally, I love the things that people do. Like uh, a couple that we know had a like a dress up uh, spooky, spooky um, nightmare before Christmas or like oh, Halloween. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you, man, if that's yeah. something that brought you guys together? absolutely celebrate it i mean that's what it is you're having a celebration of you guys and your relationship and how you came to be so yeah what who am i to say that something's wrong yeah absolutely um Uh yeah totally agree um my bottom bottom we already kind of touched on this a little bit is that um you get you get a good sense of like foils in this book uh, and of like and of some opposites that help show the gap between, like, you know, how some people live versus how other people live. You get Claire yeah. going home to her tiny apartment, heating up, like, an Amy's frozen dinner. And then you get these weddings that she's going to that are ridiculously extravagant. And she, like, in those moments where there's a couple times where she actually attends um, an event and like gets out her her nice dresses, you know, and like her expensive shoes. And and you kind of get the sense that like that's a treat for her for herself, that like she got out her expensive clothes again. Um and you get her and Dom are so very different. Um but they they do work well together because they do have a good eye for for what is for what people want to see for what is dramatic for what will help tell the story um yeah there's there's a particular moment especially dom Mm -hmm. yeah oh absolutely because he has like that video knowledge like he has Mm -hmm. that um i mean um, he probably cultivated at least in some part from being on social media constantly but like right but he has that eye of he has a really good eye. He just knows what is going to play well. Um, and there's one one part in particular where um, the bride's dress like rips. Oh yeah, I was just on the steps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she is able to like fix it so that it's not noticeable. Like the, I think they end up like bustling the dress a little mm-hmm. bit, like just so. to hide yeah. it. Um, and he 
kind of slips in and like films a little bit of that. And um, she's upset at first. Uh, Claire is. Yeah. 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 Oh, for sure. Like she got kind of annoyed because like the wedding planner in her is like, don't film this. Like this is not something that like we're trying to keep the bride from looking at her train right now. Okay. Like don't. Don't show it to her, you know. He's being, he's being very surreptitious about it. He is. Like, he absolutely is. I didn't think that he was being, um, like, like yeah, overbearing or no, anything not like at that. all. And he mm-hmm. wasn't making a big deal about it at all. But yeah. he, she like looked up and was like, "What are you doing?" And he was like, "Just trust me. We don't have to use it, but if we want it, then we have it." And right. I will bet you money that in the end, what that looked like was beautiful. That and it had that like scary TLC music where it was like oh, very dramatic, sure. like yes. dun 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 dun. Yes. And then, and then tragedy happens. And you hear that like, <laughs> <laughs> and it goes to black and white, like everything yes. else. Like, <laughs> yes, like someone was shot. Like it was J.R. Ewing was shot again. What is Just happening? Horrible things have happened. Um, and then you're like, it's a fucking dress. But the dress tore, and she but was able dress, to fix it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just. I really like that exchange because then she's like, she looked at it like as as through his eyes and was like, oh yeah, he's not being like condescending. He is not being like opportunistic. This is just he sees it as a different you know he, he sees it as an opportunity but he's not opportunistic I think that's the play what I yes mean. yes absolutely I don't think he's planning to exploit that moment but he no. does see hey this could be something that we use um, to like create the drama that they're looking for exactly you know it's like afterwards she's not gonna the bride's not gonna fucking care no. afterwards she looks good her dress looks beautiful yep keep going yep I mean I she's think about to get married like yep. And that also this happens like right before the wedding ceremony supposed to be good. So it's a very stressful moment. And that's something that you'll hear us talk to Mary and Asher about Mary in particular, because like she has the wedding planning background um, and the event background. But like, you know, something is going to go wrong at every single wedding. And that's it's sort of like the beauty of that day is what you make of it. You know, and like you could choose to let that ruin your whole fucking day or you could choose to be like, you know what? We made it this far. That's not the point of today. The dress is not the point of today. I think there's a point where I I, this is me again. Not not the marrying person. I'm not the marrying type. But um, (laughs) unless it is Tom Ellis, even though he's married. So don't worry. Hot. Um, Hot um, is you get to a point where you say it is what it is right absolutely i do that with most events that i've had to do, do in the past i was like it fucking is what it is man it, it, day yep. of you know that's <laughs> a joke about me it's like it's always day of we'll figure on the day it'll be fine and so i always i walk into it and say it is what it is guys you can't turn back time at this point we've run out of time the clock is we're at zero hour so it is what it is yeah no exactly. one's getting anything turned off. No one's on fire. We're good. Let's keep keep going. Birds are dead. That's fine. We'll figure something, <laughs> else, out. We'll figure something else out. Don't think about it. It's fine. It's fine. And it's not dog in a room with fire fine. Like my vines usually are. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be just fine. Yep. 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 Um, so that's oh, it. Um, yeah. First of all, 
would this book embarrass our moms? Or oh, do we God, do no. recommend? I mean, whatever. Oh, it's our show. Would you recommend show. this book? Yeah, I would. We could do whatever the fuck we want. We do whatever the fuck we want. It's our show. Um, would you recommend this book? Sure. Yeah, it's pretty like low stakes, honestly. Like, yeah. And there's I mean, there is drama and um, the other character. It's not like nothing serious is discussed. Like this woman is trying to save her reputation and build a new labor. So. <laughs> now that we say it, so it's really it fucking sounds really <laughs> fucking high stakes. High stakes. But it's not. Um, it's it's not like overly dramatic or suspenseful no, or like no. it's I didn't feel anxiety while I was reading it wondering what was going to happen. No, I mean honestly like I think but if if you love if you love weddings, even if you yeah. don't, but if you especially if you love weddings and that's your jam, yeah. you will love this fucking book, man. I would give mm-hmm. you yeah. And the other thing too, I will say if you love uh I think they did a really fantastic job of picture of of de- you know detailing and and uh, uh, Nashville like yeah. what Nashville's like and um like it's just they do they did a spe- you know spec you know spe- spectacular I cannot talk tonight <laughs> good thing we have a podcast I know right gotta talk on the internet mm-hmm. um spectacular they did a spectacular job of describing like how like I felt like I was in Nashville again so. yeah yeah they did a great job of of that so like even if you love Nashville could be like a fun yep. trip down yep, memory yep. lane for you. Um, they out. I forget. It's not on the book that I'm holding, but I believe it's in the. It might be in the episode description. Let me look. I think um, what they say about it is like for fans of Say Yes to the Dress and Thirteen Going on Thirty. Um, I've never seen Thirteen Going on Thirty, but huh? I'm. Um, I have no oh, idea. okay. Maybe redemption, redemption story. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Oh, oh my God! I got to tell you about this movie that Mark Ruffalo's in with Emma <laughs> Emma Roberts. Okay, let's or, circle sorry, back Emma to Stone, that. Emma Stone. Yeah, I'll tell you. We'll circle back right? to that. Yeah, um, it's crazy. I just saw the trailer for it. It's fucking crazy. Anyhow. Okay. Uh, and would this book embarrass our moms? No. In no, fact, I was like, not. I might actually recommend it to my mom. Yeah, my mom yeah. might actually kind of like it. Um. Yeah. Oh, one thing that we actually have not mentioned yet that we totally should have is that we had an ARC of this book um, from uh, the publisher. Uh, Someone from the publisher had reached out. So um, it this actually comes out on June 20th, which I think is next week already somehow. Jesus Christ. Okay. Which will be next Tuesday. Oh, God. All right. Um, June is flying by. Time is a flat circle. It absolutely is. Um, Jesus. Okay. So, anywho, uh, we are going to take a brief respite. What you will hear next is our interview um, with Mary and Asher. Um, And then after the interview, we will be back to discuss ratings and stunt casting. Yay! Yay! We'll be back in two and two, bitches! Welcome to the Chicklet Book Club podcast. We're so excited to have you guys here. Um, for our listeners, we are talking to Mary and Asher, who wrote Piece of Cake. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Um, the first thing that we wanted to ask you is something that we do on our show at the very top is um, to, we talk about our bright spots. So we were just wondering what your bright spots are this week. 
Well, mine was I wrapped up a series with Hester and Cook. I have a collaboration with them right now. Um, they're a great tabletop paper company, but they actually have so much more. And our summer series is going on right now where we pair a tablescape with a playlist and a specialty cocktail. So yesterday Ooh. at 8 a.m., we made all the cocktail content, all the videos for the cocktails. So it's five o'clock somewhere at 8 a.m. yesterday <laughs> at the studio that it was so much fun. It was really fun. It sounds amazing. amazing. <laughs> I love it. Oh my goodness. Um, mine is probably, it's been last week of school chaos, like everybody is dealing with right now. But we had some friends who just decided to do a joint birthday party last Friday. One of them's birthday is literally in December, but she was like, we're going to do it. And it was, it was, we were out way too late. We went to karaoke after the birthday party. Like I paid for it in the morning, but it was yeah. so fun. And then I got to bring my kids to Little Mermaid on Saturday and basically just like <gasps> lay there while they were watching Little Mermaid. It was nostalgic and sweet. So it was like <laughs> full out, but also like, okay, we're just, we're crashing into the end of the year, but this is good stuff. I love that. Um, did you like the, I took my daughter to see it on Friday. Did you like it? I did like it. I did. What did your daughter I did think? I, I expected it to be, I'm plugging in my power cord. Um, I expected it to You're be fine. scarier than I, than it was, which was good. Yeah. I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't think it was particularly scary. Exactly. Um, I, I liked it. I think she did too. She's only, How old is she, she had only just, she's five. Okay. She'll be, she's almost six. Um, but yeah, she seemed to like it. I liked that they fixed like some of the problematic yes. issues. From yes, the there's, there was, I, and yet like we're pretty reverent towards the original, like preserve the things that I, you love, but also like explained a little more, which was great. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. I thought so. Um, all right. So let's dive into, um, we have a lot of questions about like your working relationship together. Um, and then I also <clears throat> have a couple additional questions, um, about, uh, how all of this kind of came to be, but first something we do on the show is stunt casting. Um, so we choose actors, but honestly, sometimes like not actors, athletes, like, <laughs> athletes <laughs> celebrities that we feel like, <laughs> models it should be an actor yeah <laughs> models from romania it's whatever whatever oh, okay i like I it turkish dudes because they're hot you know like yeah. whatever okay. there was no one where i was like i can't even pronounce this person's name but look how hot Thank yeah you. but look how pretty there you um, go so do you guys did you have anyone in mind while you were writing claire and dom or or is it just like kind of nebulous in your brain i'm very curious mary who because i we have not compared notes on this one Ooh. No, we did not. So um, I did not have anybody in mind when I was writing it. I think we knew who the characters were, like as people. Um, but I love this question. And I would say Tom Holland, because I'm very into Tom Holland. And he's kind of emo and hipster, but like with it and good looking, mm -hmm. but not too good looking, which kind of fits our main character. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Lily, Rein Lily Reinhardt, oh, I think would good. be a good one. Mm -hmm. Because we need young, but not too young. Like yeah. they're in their 30s mm -hmm. and she kind of plays a range, but we needed somebody who could be like the Dallas site, but that you end up liking, mm -hmm. but you're not really sure you yeah. like her. That's kind of a hard role to find. Um, so those would be my two leads. Yeah, those are good. I like them. I like that better than mine. For Because for Claire, I was thinking, <laughs> no, because for Claire, I was like, my first thought was like an Emma Stone because she's like cute, but also like pretty, but mm -hmm. also got a little bit of an edge, but also can like mm -hmm. glam it up a little bit. But I was like, is yeah. Emma Stone too old? And then I just went down the rabbit hole being like, am I too old? Are we too old? <laughs> I know it's hard. I had, to, I had to like look it up a little bit because all the people that I normally 
would recommend or like from I back know. in the like, day do we have to be like the five it, years ago version of oh me or uh, it's like i know <laughs> i was like who's that who's yeah I, yeah who's I hot now i'm like and i like, don't really know because i don't watch like, that I but i do know yeah. who tom holland is very much and yeah. if you've ever watched um the karaoke yes, battles yes. or whatever like will change your life yeah. so yeah i knew who, and who he was. was is it anya taylor joy who was in the emma the latest emma adaptation Oh, uh, Jordan, it's Anya Taylor, it's Taylor Joy, right? Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, yeah. Anya Taylor Joy. She, I actually think, is yeah. a good one too because she's like mm-hmm. very just elegant and feels like very mm-hmm. uh, stoic, but oh, also yeah. like has a little bit of an edge too. Like is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, and then I was, I actually was just because I've got Little Mermaid on the brain. I actually thought Jonah Howard King was an interesting one. I know he's British, and our guy is Italian from Brooklyn, so the accent would have to work it out. But he's got dimples and has that like rugged he's so cute really cute i was i left and i texted ray and i was like so um have you seen who's playing prince eric because like he's kind of hot and i had no idea <laughs> who like, I know. Do yeah. This. yeah he is cute he is very cute and the dimples absolutely got me yeah and the dimples are a big part of it so that was mine like it i mean i feel like they i feel like they all work i think yes. that they would all be totally acceptable we'll send it to central casting and see what they think Yes. Yeah. Go. Absolutely. That's really what the goal is here, yeah. right? It's like all of our favorite books get made into yeah. movies, and we just mm-hmm. helped plant yes. the seed. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. That's thank you. Is, thank you for starting that process yeah, for us. And it's not for twenty minutes for us to just sit and look. Look at guys. It's great. If if them. you need me to be the stand-in for Tom Holland's love scenes, I will do it. You Take won't. It I mean, I will do it. He'll be like. Yeah. Yeah. He'll be like, who is this mom here? But it's fine. <laughs> Just go with it. You know what? I feel like he'd also be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. He would totally. He'd probably be like, you yeah. know what? This totally does make sense. And it's all right. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. Um, so we know um without a hitch is based on Mary, your career. So my question then is how did how did you guys like come to be as a writing team? How did this start? Because this is Asher, it was your first book Mm -hmm. and like it was, it's Mary's career, Asher's first book. Like how did this come to be? How did you guys meet? Yeah. Well, it actually has more of Asher's career in it than you you would think. Cause she did spend a good bit of her early career working for sensational journalism a little bit, right? Like us weekly people. (laughs) There you go. Celebrity entertainment, but same thing, like crazy entertainment. So she, she did. And she also, you know, was my friend. I mean, we'll get to that, but like, that's how we met. We met in college. We were great friends in college. Uh, Went our separate ways after college, Asher became a proper writer, trained writer. Um, But she heard my stories. She would always listen to my stories and I would listen to her stories. And so I don't even, Asher, I'll let you take it from there. We we were both honestly just like kicking around and you had, Mary had all these stories just kind of in the middle. We were both kind of in the middle of career pivots and Mary had all these stories and was kind of like, what do I do with them? And I was like, well, I would love to, you know, we've known each other since we were 18. We've both wanted to write and create in different ways. And it was like, well, what if we just took your story and some of my experience and fictionalized it? Because nobody really wants our memoirs at this point in life. Um, they should, but they don't yet. Um, and so it was not like, yet. Less, not yet. Exactly. Not yet. So we, I think we just kind of sat down and that really kicked it off. And it was like, okay, how do we fictionalize this? How do we create actual character arc and a journey? And so 
Lottie in the first and without a hitch, our first book is not really either of us, but certainly based on both of our experiences and things that we learned and moments that we found ourselves in. And I think an important point too, is we early on too, we decided um, through the help of our literary agent and, you know, Asher that this did not need to be a good Christian bitches kind of book, <laughs> like a tell all. Cause I was not looking to burn all of the bridges or, you know, have lawsuits right. and I never signed confidentiality agreements. So I could have probably gotten away with it, but I wasn't interested in that. We wanted to fictionalize it. Um, but it is interesting and I'll never tell, but how much of it is true because you just can't make these things up. <laughs> um, and so probably a lot of the things that you're like, there's no way that's true. You're like, that actually is true. And the things that you're like, I bet this is, you know, this is, yeah, it's, it's the opposite probably of what mm -hmm. you think, but we're going to, we're not, we'll never tell. <laughs> um, so that was actually what uh, one of my next questions was going to be is like, how, how far up to the line of truth do we go? Like how do how do you decide this is a real thing that happened and this is how we're going to fictionalize it? I think that it was, I mean, I think Mary could speak to it too, but I think there was a delicate balance of what was important about the story. Like, is it these larger than life mm -hmm. details? We're certainly not out to embarrass anybody, especially not about their wedding. Um, and so a lot of it was, was what is the germ of this that's really entertaining for people? And so mm -hmm. we changed most every place in a lot of instances. Names are completely changed throughout the book. Um, and so, yeah. We'd mix and match. We'd pull like a, a minute from this story would be, or from this experience that happened to me would go into this wedding from this detail. So it's kind of a hodgepodge. Same with book two. And that's what, what was fun. And then also just other weddings, like I own a party rental company now. So I've seen so much more in other, and we'd hear stories from other mm -hmm. wedding planners, you know, that it's a weird world. The wedding world is very strange and no one else really understands it. So people will tell me stories, I'll tell them stories. And so it's a lot of stories combined. So it made it really easy to kind of scrub it. That makes sense. Um, yeah. <clears throat> fun fact, I'm, I'm 38. I've had like 12 careers already. And um, early on, like when I was in my early 20s, I did a lot of weddings and events and things like that. So I related to some of those things when like Claire specifically would be talking about, um, especially like at the first wedding where they're at like the airplane hangar, basically, where uh, she's talking about how like the wedding planners also end up knowing so much about this couple because they just like lose the filter. They just don't think about it. And I was like, yes, I oh, yeah. have, I have too been much. there. Yeah, too I know much. too much about random people. And you're like a therapist too. And it's fun. I love hearing from wedding planners um, when they read the book. I think it gives them a little PTSD uh, because they're like, oh my God, this is exactly how I felt. And like these things happened to me. Um, but it is, it is, you know, it's relatable. Or if you attended a wedding, we've got stuff in there too from the first book where the cannons accidentally go off. I mean, people experience these things too. In the second book, is it the second book? I get them all messed up oh, where yeah, the bird the dies, book. the birds all die. <laughs> My mother-in-law was at a wedding where that happened. She went in. This is this crazy million-dollar wedding in Dallas. And they went in and they actually, the guests, we don't have the guests seeing it. The problem is solved before the guests go in. But they all went in and sat down to cages full of dead birds at their supper. So, like, these are things that have happened oh to God. other people, even if it's not us. Oh, I, I think that sentiment also, it runs true through the book is the, like something always goes wrong at a wedding. It's just like, yeah. it's always. just a matter of like how the planners and, and how the families handle it really. 
um, at one of the weddings I was doing, um, it was a Jewish wedding and the, um, they had like built this really beautiful chuppah and it, there was high winds and it just fell apart. And so it ended up being like me and some uncles like holding up this chuppah so they could get married. And I was shocked. Like the bride was like, you know what? It happens. And actually the uncles are supposed to hold it anyway. So don't worry about it. And I was like, (laughs) you know, clients, it's interesting. Clients go into a bit of like a coma on the day of their wedding. So things that they were like freaking out before, whether or not it was valid for them to be freaking out the day of their wedding it's never really the bride that goes crazy even though sometimes in our stories they do it's always like the mother of the bride some rogue bridesmaid that like her dress comes apart and we're supposed to fix that and we're like we have 99 problems and you're not one. <laughs> but you know like the, it, it they brides just don't usually give a flip on yeah. the day of their wedding which is i think again i think they just like i mean i remember this from my wedding i'm pretty sure i was just like in a coma oh, yeah. the whole day yeah I was just like, whatever, we're here. That the, the most important things have yeah. already happened. At this point, you're like, what is it? Two tears in a bucket, mother <laughs> fuck it. You know, you're just like, yeah. this is what's happening. Yeah, the caterer like forgot the non like the vegetarian option. So like my poor like meat eating friends had like literally nothing to eat until they went back and got it. And I was like, well, that sucks. I'm going to go eat. Yep. I'm going to enjoy my pulled pork. Yep. yep. And if that's the worst thing that's happened to you, you're good. And I tell that to clients still to this day, you know, when they'll ask me, I'm, I mean, I'm retired from planning, but I'm like, if something, I mean, when something small happens, I'm like, great, you're something bad has already happened. We're good now. Yep. Like something always goes wrong. It's just to what scale mm-hmm. it is. And also how you handle it. Because if you choose to like, let totally. that be a thing that ruins your day, like, you know, yeah. Well, and that's what a good wedding planner is for. And, you know, clients that choose not to hire a wedding planner, even if it's just day of, I'm like, good luck. <laughs> Seriously. There's just too many, too many things, too many variables that day of. You really need someone to intercept. Um, <clears throat> you do. So how do you, when you guys start writing then, <clears throat> how is it that you, that you do this? Do you sit down? Are you plotters or pantsers? Like, do you choose to like outline the whole thing or do you just say like okay I like this story and we want to put it in here and we'll meld it with this story etc I, I think it was a mix the first time Mary had written down so many stories that it was more like kind of r- cracking open the spine and being like let's you know construct it into a narrative but we had a lot of existing material um to kind of create a, a character around and the second book because we were kind of starting from scratch and we Claire was originally not the lead character that we were intending to write this book about. And so it was in a good way kind of having to like, it was, it was a blank slate and, um, and being able to be like, okay, well, we're writing about the villain of the first book. We didn't know that we were going to be doing that. And so how do we explain somebody's making these terrible choices? And so again, Mary has so many stories and we both had so many, my experiences in journalism and things like that. And so, we had a lot of things, but I think this one was probably slightly more, uh, slightly more outlined, but also like definitely a different, a different process, more like this is how the character needs to be. What do we have that can fit into that? If that makes sense. It does make sense. How did you end up on Claire then? And who was going to be the original main character? <laughs> can I tell this? <laughs> Originally... Yeah, originally we really wanted to write about uh, Lottie's best friend from the first book, 
And, uh, but Natalia ended up because of a lot of things and because she's inspired by uh, a friend of mine, a couple friends of mine actually, who are all Latina women. Um, I, I, we loved her story. She's very optimistic, very much like, like many of our friends in our thirties who were like, I, I'm sure he's out there. We're just going to keep smiling. I'm going to do I'm it. taking the world. Coming. Yes. Yes. So positive. positive. Exactly. I'll be the exactly. man like Taylor yeah, Swift. Exactly. I'll and be the man. Really, I, we really wanted to tell Natalia's story, but because she was based on all these Latina characters, our editor was like, guys, she was like, you know, it's not, it's not that you can't tell that story, but like, are you really sure? Like yeah. when, when this is a deep part of her identity and we were like, yeah. you are correct. But so, um, yeah. So we wrote about a waspy stuck-up <laughs> <Exactly>. little bitch. <laughs> exactly. We were like, dang it, here we are. <laughs> and we related really well to her. And now, but I will say what's cool about this second book, and I think it's it, the, the reviews are like really well, really great from the people that know this going in. We actually are not a rom-com at all. And there is romance in both of our books, but we would not call them that. And I think what we, Asher and I, as we started then to outline the second book, when we realized we were going to write about the villain, it became very important to us with young, having young children, the importance of, and especially when we were writing the book, cancel culture was like, you know, that was like the peak when we were writing the manuscript of where you could do one thing, whether, you know, it was big or small. Now, obviously there are some things that you deserve to be canceled. Okay. We're not saying that, but the fact that you couldn't make any kind of mistake and come back from it, like we all make mistakes, but we all grew up without social media following us. That doesn't exist now. And it won't ever go. We can't ever put, you know, the, the genie back in the bottle. So I think it was important for us to write about somebody who made a, it's not only a mistake, she made a bad choice. Like she knew what mm -hmm. she was doing and about like owning that choice and changing because we all change. We can all grow. I, I think we both very much believe in the power of change and that our children will not be defined by some decision they make that may be poor. And so that's really what this second book speaks to on top of all the fun. I mean, it's a comedy, it's fun, um, but it's really about like finding yourself in that whole like, ooh, I really, you know, pooped the bed back in my 20s. Like, how do I make a life from this? Yeah, I mean, valid point. Um, I can't imagine growing up now oh, yeah. with the heat of social media just following you everywhere you go. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real it definitely is. Um, when you guys, when you guys write, do you split it up or is it like Mary writing down stories and Asher, like fleshing them out into the actual manuscript? Asher does, did a, a ton more on the second book for sure. Um, she gets that credit of like, she is definitely the storyteller. And, um, so she would take basically I feel like I will write things and she'll like clean it up when it was my turn to go in and write, but I mostly handled the weddings yeah. and the details <laughs> and some of the more ridiculous comedic parts, because that's me. And then Asher would hand yeah. make it. It turn was a it lot into of a back and forth of like, okay, because we had a much better framework this time of being like, okay, we need, she's got to get from point A to point B. We need some amazing wedding details or this needs to happen in a wedding. And Mary would be like, Oh, this is what we can do. And she would create a wedding and I would go in and it would be a back and forth of like, this is how the character is going to, you know, react in there, or this is what she needs to learn mm -hmm. in this moment. Um, or this really funny, we need like a really funny date. You know, there were a couple of funny things that Mary was like, I got it. I'm on it. And so then it was like a back and forth of how that functions for the character, but also what makes it colorful and vibrant and funny. And Mary is so good about just like bringing those things to life. 
So it was definitely a balance. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you need a crazy date? Let's have her go eat okay. hot chicken with this guy and poop his pants because that really does happen. I was literally going to ask. So I think like you're in Tennessee, right? So I was... Oh yeah, I'm in okay. Nashville, the mecca okay. of all so of that. So that yes. was my question. Is like, is this a real place? Is it based on a real place? Yes. So this like happens yes. to people. Yes, it's actually based on several restaurants because they, they all do hot chicken. But there's one in particular <clears> that like everyone's like, I can handle it, I can handle it, I can handle it, and then they're like in the emergency room, like dying. <laughs> and so it's like a real, especially if you've been drinking all day and you're dehydrated, like it will make you poop your pants. And so like that is, I mean, it's like, we know it's like a common thing, just like the bachelorettes. I was like, they were the gift that kept on giving this book and it's still CMA oh. fest is happening. And let me tell you, it's like bachelorettes on steroids right now. We were just talking about like, no one is going to go past Midtown because it's craziness now. So that it was fun to write in Nashville, this book, just because I feel like at the time too, Dallas was like a really big it city when we were writing book one, because everybody was moving there during COVID. And now, I mean, everybody moved to Nashville too, but now like, with that whole scene, bachelorette scene going on, I was like, this is, this is the gift that he's given. <laughs> um, I have, I don't think it was a bachelorette party, but I've definitely done that like bicycle brewery thing. Like, uh-huh. pedicab, yeah, the pedicab. Um, I did it in Rochester, New York. It was fun. Um, but like, you know, it gets harder as you've been drinking. <laughs> yeah. When it was- <laughs> It yeah. makes no sense. I don't go to the gym and chug beers when I'm working out. So like, I've never really understood that concept. Like I get, maybe understand like the party barge, but like the hot tub one, again, what are you thinking? Like, are we asking for a UTI on a Tuesday? I guess so. Like, it's just, I'm like, this is, this con- this book has written itself. Just like yep. one trip down Broadway and you're like, we're, we're here. Like, we're already here. visited Nashville for work, it was like literally the first thing I saw. I was like, oh, wow, that's happening. Okay, cool. All right. It's kind of it's kind of a bummer. They're actually the cities because I sit on the hospitality boards here and we're trying to figure out like how to keep Nashville fun, but not turn into like straight up mm-hmm. New Orleans because it does affect our downtown is more than just Broadway. And so it's really hard because it either needs to be all in or all out with that. You know, when you go down to the French Quarter, it's the French Quarter. There's like nothing else. I mean, the, our problem is too many like event venues that don't have anything to do with that are there. Like it's, we're trying to find the happy mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot happened. It was fun. I had a good time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no happy medium right now. We're still at a hundred. We're at a hundred. Yeah. I am looking forward to going to Nashville. I have never been. Um, one day I will get there, I swear. Um <laughs> It's fun. Did you guys ever have any like disagreements with plot points or like general outline of events? Never. We never disagree. Never. never. <laughs> no. Mary and I are very much like yin and yang. And uh and but I do think that we did we for the most part, I feel like we're able to always kind of just like talk it out and um you know, and mm-hmm. and kind of like some, either come to a happy medium or that's what editors are for and you know yeah, and I think what's cool in our, our first of all, I think both of us know each other well enough to know that like no one ever like means any harm. Like we'll voice our opinions, but like the good news and what's I think what's cool is that even though Asher is technically from the South, you know, I count Texas as the South, like in Kansas, I count all of that as the, but um, she's lived in New York for so long, she's able to bring a different perspective. And so while our books are based in the South, you know, we we don't want to just we were able to kind of reach, I think, a broader audience and capture a more well-rounded perspective 
even though sometimes it was harder for me to swallow because I'm just like tried and true, like Southern gal. Like, I think though that that's what's made us stronger. Oh, as thank a team. you. I think that, <laughs> but I think um, it was a good foil to have like your hero from New York, your heroine, like from the South, like in the, the kind of innate clash of culture there. And it's true. It really does exist. Now, if we had brought a Californian into the story, I might've had to kill them <laughs> off. But that person got other than run that, over by, like it like the, by like that first bachelor party, just like, Oh yeah. It just, the, the hot tub trailer yep. just mm-hmm. took them out and they Absolutely. went back. No yep. coming back from that. They're just gone. <laughs> Sorry, Californians. Please buy our book. Um, it's frequent that we apologize to like entire groups of people because we're just like, okay. you know what? Again, mm-hmm. and we're not going to get canceled for it. Heaven forbid we joke about something. <laughs> um, how do you guys like incorporate music ever? Some authors um, have playlists that they listen to while they're writing. Um, do you guys use like any kind of music while to inspire you? I mean, no. I feel like, I know, I was thinking about this. I, I feel like a lot of writers love music. I feel like, first off, my musical references are all about 2017, um, which is the last time I, like, regularly commuted. And, um, but I think, like, my husband feels his way about podcasts and things like that. I'm like, I need, like, I need quiet. I need, like, nobody touching me, nobody yelling at me. Yeah, our <laughs> lives are, we are two mothers of young children. Quiet inspires us. <laughs> So we're not the best people to ask about that. I feel like young people with no kids, like ask them that question. I'm like, but even at like, even at like 27 as a writer in like a magazine, like I'd have colleagues who would like put on their headphones and be like jamming out. And I'm like, no, no. Like I would half the time just put them in so no one would talk to me. But like, it was not like, there was nothing happening. Yeah, sorry, sorry, we don't have a fun playlist okay. for you. Oh, I'm no, so sorry. Fine. Not every author does it. It's not a big deal. No. I when I was copywriting a lot, um, like I couldn't. I listened to like brown noise because I needed like I couldn't listen to other words. Yeah. But when I creative write, I can listen to like music. It just I think it's different for everyone. It just depends on like how you can. I do feel like I see our character like in their big moments, like Lottie's big revela- revelation and from the first book and then Claire's in the second, I see her going again. This goes back to like our age is like to Natasha Bedingfield, <laughs> no. just like, you know, and I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't translate. They're all like, who, yeah. you know, like that doesn't translate now. <laughs> yeah. Like the rest. That was absolutely unwritten. in my head. Yeah, like, as that soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, that doesn't work. That doesn't work here. Now, again, we could go to like Taylor, Swift, all basically all of, but what does Taylor Swift not like work for she is a song about everything so i'm like just it, it, it works covers it. also nashville tie-in it totally yeah. covers it <laughs> totally, totally um do you guys have um like particular literary influences that uh that you feel like had an impact when you're writing these stories and doing i would say i mean i think literary influences like i grew up reading you know willa cather harper lee louisa may alcott Virginia Woolf um, and Sarah Addison Allen, Emily Giffen. So it was like quite a range of like Southern authors, a lot of female authors. Um, and I named my third kid after Lucy Maud Montgomery. Um, but I do think that for this book in particular, I do think like some of those writers like Emily Giffen, who is a personal hero and was a champion of our first book, um, who again, like I wouldn't necessarily call all of her books romances, 
but they're all about like, like something blue is really just about a woman coming, like women coming to terms with themselves. And finding romance can be a great part of that, but also it's mm -hmm. about friendship and relationship. Um, yeah. I and because my life is all happy and parties and because my social media content is besides the book is all about entertaining and being ridiculous. All I read are murder mysteries. So, you know what? It made it. I knew I was never copying anyone when I wrote this, these books because I don't have any frame of reference. So unless we're talking about like Harlan Coben or Lisa Jewell, I'm not the one to ask. Love it. That's awesome. Um, Ray also loves like serial killer podcasts and like murder, all of that stuff. Like just yes. But what white woman know. doesn't? All of us. All of like, us. Like we. It. I mean, we love the, SNL makes a skit about it. We love a good oh, yeah. like serial killer situation, and I don't know what that means about us, but it can't be good. We're either. Like, it's either prevention or planning, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. like, it's one of those yeah. two and, yeah. and maybe we watch it. So we don't actually do it yeah. to like our husband yeah. or know? to like we constant we, vigilance. Yeah. We need constant vigilance. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Just hyper vigilance. Right. <laughs> so then in my brain though, sometimes I'm like, wait, is that guy just weird or is he possibly, you know, trafficking somebody? Yeah. Like that's what my brain. You know what? You're right. It makes us, we live a safer Thank life you. because of it. Well, yes. Mm -hmm. and, and then you ride the Manhattan you're right, you're subway right. guys and you're like, oh, he actually probably is kidnapping someone. Oh. <laughs> He's probably both. <laughs> probably all things can be true. It's probably something else. Don't all know. of it can be true in New York. Anything goes. Yeah. You never know. You just never know. Um, one thing I forgot to ask, is there going to be another book in this world? Not right away. Not right away. <laughs> I think we need like a minute, at least for me, like the, we wrote book one and you know, the God has been good. Asher's got a, you know, a full house and a career and I have a career. I mean, all these things. And so we, we wrote book one and we immediately had to start book two as soon as book one came out. And so while that was awesome, I don't think I'm excited about this launch more even than the first book. It already feels lighter, more fun. I'm looking forward to it because we're not automatically like thinking about the next manuscript and when that's due. So I, I don't, I would not say that there's not one. I don't know what Asha would say. I hope, but I think it could be down the road, yeah. but I don't I think, think we're it's in like the, right in away. The wonderful position of we had a two book contract and we, we love this world. I think there's still stories that we would love to tell in it. But I do think like we're not on a deadline, which is kind of after being, you know, I had two books and two babies in two years. Yes. And, and so it's, and Mary's launched yeah. companies and all sorts of things. And so it's like, right. it's, it's right. been very intense. And so I think we're, we're okay being like, you know what, let's maybe if we're going to write more, let's do a little slower. Like that's, you know, that's okay. So now if our publisher yeah, think... wants to come to us, you know, with an amazing offer, we could probably figure it out, but. Right. Yeah, if there's six we're zeros in. involved, yeah. we're in. Exactly. <laughs> you make room for yeah. that. Um, I think something that we've talked about on the show quite a bit, um, especially with well, I mean, I don't even I don't think it matters how you're publishing. I think that there's so much pressure for authors right now because there are so many books on the market, um, particularly like in a romance genre, but the pressure to just keep putting out books to just like crank them out. And I, it makes me sad because I know that burns them out. Like it, it has to like the pressure to just keep coming up with a new story and then 
bang out another book. I, I literally know someone who has published five books this year. This year. Just this year. They're okay, also co-written. Yeah, like, I had a, she I co- was, did a whole trilogy on her own, okay. but then like another three or four that are coming out this year are co-written. And I mean No, I was just well, gonna say my, I mean, um, I, I, mean oh, like ahead, I sure. love authors like Emily Henry, who I feel like is hitting has mm-hmm. totally hit a stride, you know, is I think one of the best right now in the genre, just in terms of like contemporary rom coms and smart, funny. Um, and she's done one almost every year, I feel like for the last several years. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a, you can tell like she's in a groove, there's a productivity there. Um, but yeah, I, I admire that. But I'm, I think I recognize that that is not our process and probably not, I think our, our lane at this moment. She also has teenagers. And, you know, those, I talk a lot about this on other podcasts of like, you can have it all. You can't have it all, but you're something else is going to, you can't have it all at once. And if you say you're having it all at once, something is definitely on the back burner. And I think we both see that, you know, I think we're, we're lucky enough that we can pick this back up down the road, but right now there's other things that are more, that we'd yeah. rather spend our time doing. Yeah, uh, something that um, Shonda Rhimes said in a graduation speech she was making when she got like an honorary doctorate, I think. Um, she said, you know, people ask like how I do everything um, and how I'm so successful and things like that. And she said, to be totally honest, it's because I don't have it all because I can't do it all. Because for every for every recital I make it, like every one of my daughter's recitals I make it to, I'm missing... Sandra O's final scene on grace. She said like for one area where I am succeeding in another area, I am failing. And I think that that's, I thought that was so important. Like it's such an important conversation to have among women now, because we, I mean, most of us have jobs. Like the two of us have jobs and yet we do this stuff on the side because that's what we're passionate about. It just, you know, is not going to pay our bills or anything like that at this point. Well, and I think too, even, yeah, the money aside too, it's like, this is a creative space. This isn't just, you know, like mathematics, like this is creative. And if you're, you know, this past year was, was hard to write this. I mean, we did, and we had moments, I mean, I definitely had moments of creative, you know, push and so did Asher, but it's like, if you're not, if you don't free yourself up to be creative, like it's not fun and you're you're not going to get your best product. So I, I have a feeling we will be writing lots of series as our children are older and we, you know, when you don't have anything to do, but there's so many great things going on right yeah. now with my career, her kids, my kids, all these things. It's like, do we want to force something that's not going to be as great? Yeah. And I, I don't think that's think totally do. fair. And I think that like in that way, you get to protect your peace in a way that like, you know, th- these are the things that are important to you right now. And that's okay. I think that's great. Um, I know that we have, um, that we were kind of like coming to um, a close on our hour and I just want to be respectful of your time. Um, we were wondering what, uh, what are your desert island picks? If you have to, this is super hard hitting and extremely important. What if you had, were stranded on a desert island? <laughs> Harry Styles is there if you'd like, or Tom Holland. Um, and you also have a potato to charge your Kindle. So what else are you bringing? You can charge, you can literally use a potato to like charge things. People think I'm nuts, but I swear this is accurate. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, 
So I bet okay, okay, some okay. about that, but we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to disprove my theory. Okay. Yeah, my, my boss is going to- Asher, you go well, first. I was, I'm well, going to hear you. Is... No, I was actually, when, when we first talked about this, I was thinking like, are we talking food or companionship? Because my mind, of course, just went to food because you mentioned a potato. <laughs> so, I, was like, I was like, I will take blue ice cream that doesn't melt and probably chips and salsa. And obviously like a vat of margaritas. But if I have to take a person with me. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess you don't have to. <laughs> no, we've had we've had authors who've just said, you know, like water and like the logical no, things. They're like, no. come on. I'm living on ice cream. No, and no, we're like, we're, no, we're we're not fine. really big. You know. Yeah. yeah no, no, no. No. Perfect. Yeah. Um, mine would be Topo Chico's. As you can tell, I'm like, I need to oh, work with this brand next. I'm like I, obsessed too. with me them. Me too. I right. go through so many. It's crazy. Uh, okay. Johnny Depp. I'm not going to lie. During the trial, I was so invested in that trial. My jo- my son's name is John Albert. His name is now Johnny. <laughs> we only call him Johnny. Like literally, that's like we changed his name. And um, an iPod with all my music, it, which is funny because I don't write to music, but I do like listening to music. I really do. I just can't do anything like read like with using my brain. Um, are you a country fan? I am, but I'm more. I'm. Yes, I am. That I, I'm. I listen to a lot of genres. Fair, fair. Because you can't if you grow up in Nashville and you're not yeah, into country right. music. I'm really both grew up on country. Like, it's just, I'm sorry, because there's a lot of country. You might not like one kind of country, but like. There are so many like variations of country and country music is like the basis of all music. So just. That's awesome. I love that. Um, How many versions of Pride and Prejudice have you seen and which one's the best? Now I used to make my friends at slumber parties, watch the BBC VHS tapes of which there, I think are four. Mm -hmm. I was very popular as a child. And, um, I was thinking like, I think before. I broke mine. I know. Well, and then I got them on DVD. Um, and I probably made Mary watch them when we were in college, too. Um, but, I mean, I think the newer one is amazing. But I think that you're going to be really hard-pressed to top Colin Firth in the pond. Like, it's just, it's it's almost impossible. Young Colin Firth in that pond, like, come at me. Um, iconic. I- iconic. But also, I will say my fa- all-time favorite movie is actually Ang Lee and Emma Thompson's Sense and Sensibility. Like hands down, it is perfection. It is perfect. I even have Such the soundtrack. A good one. Like I Such listened a good to that one. as a high schooler because, again, I was very popular. Because um, so. <laughs> you've got her, her. What was it? What she call it? She calls it her ugly crying oh, at the end, where she's like just hideously. Like, but it's Kay Winslet. And she, oh, and Emma Thompson went to Kyle and Hugh Grant before he was problematic. Yeah, I mean, great. like, come on. Alan Rickman. Oh, good. I mean, oh my gosh, hilarious. Yeah. See, and I like Matthew oh, McFadden, no. so. Uh, yeah. And I saw him in the Soho house and I took a picture of him and got in big trouble with the Soho house. They still managed to charge my card to renew my membership. But I was like, I am not, not taking a picture of him and you can all suck it. He is just as beautiful in real life. 100%. That hand flex just like does it for me, you know, like, yeah, they're both. I, mean, be- I, really, oh. I really enjoyed Six- it. Succession okay. ruined it though for him. I mean, I had to. I stopped watching Succession, but because I don't think is anybody good on that. Like a good person, no, you don't like anybody. Yeah. That's the point. No, no, right. No, but I love the Correct. the discussion about the um, Little Women. I like that because I was like, oh, that new the 
Greta Gerwig. Uh, was it Greta? What's her last Greta name? Greta Gerwig. Isn't it Greta Gerwig? Yeah. Oh, we saw it. Veronica and I saw that together, cried the whole time. Um, a good amount of that. But yeah, I was like, that's an interesting one. I don't know if I could figure out like which one I like better. Than the, the Little Women version? So I, I mean, they're both great. Yeah. It's hard. They're both great. Because Christian Bale, right? <sighs> Before he yelled at people. How do, never meet your heroes, yeah, right? right? Like fine. at some point. I get, also, also, by the way, everyone's human. We all have moments. They just happen to get yeah, caught yeah. having right. their moment. It was a long dance set. He's still probably great in the sack. So, like, what are we going to, you Ups know? and downs, strikes and gutters, okay? Like, how mad, how mad are we going to be? Yeah, I mean, hello? No. I'm getting canceled for that, just so you know. Um, so you guys had said um, that you're, you're kind of grateful to not be on a deadline right now. So um, are you are you just like ready to live your lives for a little bit, launch this book and then like go raise your babies. Cause you had two babies in two years. How? And then like, and work on your own stuff. Are you guys just happy to like enjoy some time? And also I'm so sorry about my jerk dog who will not stop. Barking. <laughs> I'm assuming you're editing him out of that. Like you can like find dog bark and like edit that out. I don't <laughs> really know. Do. I don't know. Okay, well, hopefully our fan, your fans like dogs. Um, the I think when you say live our life, we've both got other projects in the works. So I think we're not, yes, mm -hmm. it may not be a book, but I've got a couple fun collaborations coming up I can't tell you about. Um, and I want to be able, I think what I'm trying to do now, I was telling Asher I'm crazy busy, but I'm still like, I'm just being, I'm trying to work smarter and not harder. And I want to be able to really enjoy the projects. Like I love that I'm just working with Hester mm -hmm. and Cook through the summer. And then I've got something coming up in the fall. But last year it was like everything overlapped. Dillard, Southern Living. I mean, the book, and it was great. That's like how it happens. You know, I wasn't going to say no, but it was really hard for me to like be thankful and grateful and like enjoy the moment and like simmer on it because I was already mm -hmm. on to the next thing. And, you know, life is short. And so I just want to be able to like, maybe the next time we write a book, that'll be the only thing we're doing. And so we can like really yeah. have fun with and it too. Yeah, I would agree. I think um, for me, it's the, my, my kids are smaller than Mary's and there have been a lot of moments that I have. It's interesting that the Shonda Rhimes quote hits very close to home because it's something Mary and I've talked a lot about too, because um, my kids are just, in, we're the same age, but my kids are just enough younger. Um, that there have been a lot of those choices over the last two years. And and I'm so grateful to have had the chance to make those choices. Um, when I worked in magazines, it was just, you know, it was just like, bye, I'll see you at the end of the day. And, and I felt very much like I was not being a good writer or editor. I was not being a good mom. I was not being a good wife. Like I felt like I was failing in every lane. And I think like I am, I'm excited to have a season of, probably shifting the balance more, continuing to write, continuing to pursue creative things, continuing to see what we can do in terms of potentially adapting these. Um, my husband and I are working on a couple of projects together, um, pitching a couple of things. And so like, I feel like there's a lot in the ether and I do think that there are stories that Mary and I wanna tell, but I think being able to shift the balance around a little bit more and take a little bit more time with them will be, will be good. I don't think we wanna like, and to Asher's credit, I, we have had calls both times she has been in labor and delivery with an editor. <laughs> like literally 
both times. I think one was like prior to her having a baby and one was after her having a baby. But there was some point there was a pregnant woman or a just birth baby on a phone we've call sold, about a silly chick. We sold the book. Not that it's silly, but you're just you know, in delivery. Yeah, uh, yeah. Postpartum. With I was in the I was in the recovery room with my. That's right. That's right. That's right. And um, <laughs> twenty twenty, my editor, our, the agent was like, "Are you sure you want to do that?" And I was like, "Listen, it's gonna be quiet." <laughs> I guarantee, like, it will be very quiet in there. And uh, so, <laughs> women can do anything. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I mean, we really can. We're amazing creatures. We is all I'm saying. Always multitasking Always. is our yeah. strong suit, but. It'll be nice to, yeah, there will be more in store from us, whether you see this on the TV with go. Tom Holland uh, or not, but we, we yeah, that we're not, we're not going to turn this, the, the it's off. But I think too, it would have been almost impossible for us to really pursue adapting these, which, cause they are, these books were written to be on some form of a screen. Um, and it would be impossible to really pursue that well, if we were already working on a third in terms book. Of our like that, that's just not. It's not feasible unless you have a full-time staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you have a yeah. full-time like yeah. company yeah. working with you. Okay. Thank you guys. I mean, we we admire how well y'all are able to to run that balance. Yes. Too. We know it's a it is a lot to have a life and a career and also We're just nuts. That's all. You know, I, I tell people we don't sleep very much. I just tell people we don't sleep. <laughs> no, you're sleep passionate a lot. and we love it. No, we're so honored. Thank you for having us. Like seriously, this thank you is guys great. so much Appreciate for being it. here. Um I also don't sleep a lot. Um but overrated. <laughs> You know what? I'll sleep when I'm dead. It is what it is. I might fall asleep on the couch that's right. at 6 p.m. That's right. And that just is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's a skill. We can sleep anywhere. anywhere. That's a skill. Uh-huh. Like, that's a skill. I was shooting for Dillard's once and I laid down on their, like, display bed. And I was like, I Absolutely. could legit sleep I have fallen asleep store. in doctor's offices waiting for the doctor to come Oh, in. yeah. You took too long. Yeah. I don't know what to My tell husband, you. My husband, I wait it's a, real a nap, like, at the OB when they make you yeah. lay down anyway. You're like... I'll be back. Come at whenever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Poke me hard like, when I need to wake up. And I'm like, no, not till I had children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'm adulting. I'm just tired all the time. I'm just tired. Don't worry about it. This is just what adulthood is. Power through it. Power through it. It's also sadly what happens to your body. I'm like, oh God, okay. It's not like reap my knees. You know, I used to do these closet confessions where I would get in my closet on the floor and everyone's like, and just talk about ridiculous things. They're like, why aren't you getting in your closet? Like I do them for my bed now. I'm like, because yep. my knees snap incessantly when I'm standing up and down. Like, I don't, I don't want to get on the floor unless I have to. The plight of the like, geriatric I'm not choosing to get on the floor anymore. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. Oh, how fun it is. Oh God. <laughs> that reminds me I need to work out. All right. So thank you guys so much thank for being you. here. Yeah, thank you very much. We really appreciate you guys taking the time. Um, and uh, we'll, we will be in touch yes. so soon. Congratulations thank on the you. book. Yes. Um, and, and on your much-deserved downtime coming up. <laughs> thank you. drop some fucking truth bombs like what and now i'm just supposed to like get into my sexy voice and be like we're back and like in the meantime you're just like oh yeah that's a start to a porno okay five four three two i can't remember which one it is which series but like this woman comes on screen she goes are you ready and i always think it's very funny 
And then it goes into like, you know, I don't know, I can fix my washer and dryer or whatever. <laughs> oh, well, if it's Pornhub, it's, hey, stepmother, whatever, because oh, that's all that's all Pornhub is. Oh, we had to, we, um, um, Weed had never seen gay porn before. Oh, did you introduce her to that? Oh, we told her, she's, she said where she had gone, and I said, don't go to that site, because you'll get a virus. <laughs> so, myself and Will gave her, like, where you should go. Where should yeah. you go? Well, Pornhub. Oh, I mean, okay, Pornhub, sure. most of the time, you will not get a virus from Pornhub. Um, some of the other ones, like, I can't even think, the X videos, you probably will get, is a higher chance. Um, if you go to, like, a legit, like, think, something like Sean Cody or something like that, you won't get one. It'll be subscription. You have to pay for it. But you know you're not going to get a virus. Uh, does Belessa have male male? I know they have female. They do not. Yeah, they um, have just fe- fem- uh, female female. They are um, missing a big segment of the market there because women they like are. to watch the dudes. Two hot dudes doing mm-hmm. it? Hell yeah. Yep. Um, no, but if we're going to be plugged to some porn, I'm going to plug Belessa. Yeah. Uh, Blessa Co. or Blessa Plus. Co. is like their Blessa Plus part of the site, so you can get. And at one point, you could only pay it. You only had to pay a dollar. Oh yeah, because uh, it was like it. a pay what you Special can kind or something. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the pandemic, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, porn for women, uh, curated by women. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've got their own series that they usually bring in, like pretty well known uh, actors to do scenes and like it's most a lot of people you know like people be like oh i like that guy there's probably their own balesa house i think it's called balesa house that they do uh scenes with so um total shout out to them uh they do also they have um, free have a stuff lot of, too. adam and eve stuff yeah yeah they do have free stuff but they do also pr- um premiere a lot of adam and eve stuff because they're very adam and eve's very sex positive stuff mm-hmm. too so and female positive because you know how it is mm-hmm. <sighs> Yeah. A lot of screeching and then somebody coming on somebody's face. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah, anyhow. All right. Anyway. So speaking of speaking of sexy times, let's talk about some ratings. Yes. Let's read some read some stuff. Let's do that. Um how would you like to tell everybody how we rate things on this show? I'd be jizzed about it. So um how we do things here. Um some people like to use a star rating system and we don't like to do that for a couple of reasons in part because it's it's um too broad so what we like to do is we rate on two different scales one to five on both um the first one is eggplants which is also chili peppers you know like just the level of spice how hot was this book um it's not meant to be like a binary thing it's just like how hot was this book it could also be dildos for all we know okay right. um or strap-ons whatever peaches or whatever. whatever it's just hotness okay um and then hearts how romantical was this book did it burn the cockles of your heart or is it still cold and dead like mine so um that those are our systems and um ray my darling friend would you like to go first Yes, and I want to put a disclaimer on here because I want to say what actually Mary and Asher said in the interview, which you've already heard at this mm-hmm. point, is that this is really not a romance. This is really not They a said rom-com. it's not a rom-com, yeah. Yeah, so going into this rating, you guys know this is in, in the back of your minds. Um, and I honestly would, would 
catalog this under women's fiction? Yeah, I would too. I mean, there's definitely a... I wouldn't say it's not a romance because... I mean, if the two... Dom is very much in love with her. Like, or right. at least has warm, warm fuzzies. Right. I mean, if the two tenets of a romance novel are that a love story is a central plot point and that there is a happily ever after or a happily for now... It meets those those criteria. I mean, correct. Yeah. So yeah. while I don't know that I would like tout it as a romance novel, I would say that it's more marketable as women's fiction. There is romance here. Yeah, it's got the hallmarks. It's got the hallmarks. Yeah, though. absolutely. Yeah. So let's start with. Um, Actually, this would be a glance. good hallmark movie. 100%. Like, 100%. it's kind of built in. You know what? Honestly, let's go to Lifetime because Hallmark, it's just, it's a little too, there's, for one, there's a lot more drinking and <laughs> Hallmark doesn't do, and you can't, you oh, don't drink on Hallmark right. movies. Yeah. And we'd also like to have Dom take a shirt off, so. Absolutely. Talking, we'd like that. Yeah. So, well, I mean, You know what? Colin Firth climbs out of a lake. That doesn't happen in Pride and Prejudice either. Sometimes you make concessions. For your audience. For what your audience wants. You need to understand your audience. And your audience wants Dom to take his shirt off. Okay. I'll take my clothes off. Yep. Um, so let's start with eggplants. Yes. Um, I'm going to say uh, for this book, it's one. It's very, it's very, you know, um, there's some kisses here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's like one you know, scene really... where, um, sorry, I basically just talked over you. I'm such a good friend. I, I've done it to you a couple times. Have so you? Don't worry I've about it. Noticed. Okay. So. <laughs> I'm an asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. So, cosine, I also said one. There's there's a scene where, like, there's a couple kisses, but, like, they're the most, um, like, heated scene happens in, like, a coat closet or something um, where, like, they're... I mean, it's more heavy of a kiss. It's, but it's still not like there's, there's no sex yeah, scenes and, or anything like that. And as as the romance doesn't drive this, and there's so much other shit going mm-hmm. on, it actually works because there is so much other stuff going on yeah. that you're like, the the romance does take a backseat a bit. Mm-hmm. So I am bummed we didn't get like a sex on the childhood bed kind of situation though. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what this says about me, but. Anyway, so. <laughs> crickets, crickets, crickets on this side. I don't even have a childhood bed at this point. Like, my family did not stay uh, there. No, 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 no. So I don't know nope, what that either. says about me. And nor would I do that, like, if my childhood bed still existed. But do you know, uh, so do, have you heard of the, 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 I don't know if you've listened to any of these episodes of B3 where we talk about like, what the fuck is it with like, especially yes. like movies from the eighties. Uh-huh. Like why does every fucking teen like party in the eighties, nineties, even today, people got to go fuck on their yep. parents' bed. Why? I don't know. No one did that. No one did that that I know of. Like no one was like, dude, we're going to have a rager going on. Let's go fuck in your parents' bed. Like gross. No, nope. thank you. Nope. No, thank you. Like you were just like, I mean, I guess college, maybe like somebody would do that in college, but even still, like we were talking about one of the Halloween movies where they fuck on his sister's bed. Right. Yeah, like, I remember. Ah! I heard it. I listened. Yep. No, thank Anyhow. you. No, thank you. No, nope. No, we mall, we mall. Anyhow, um, so speaking, of, let's go. Let's go to romantical. Yes. How romantical was this book? I'm. 
the the thing is there's not a ton of romance between claire and tom no um, i mean there's warming it's like warms 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 yeah warms, but... it's it's a slow burn in that way um mm-hmm. there's certainly like romantic elements between the two of them at the end there and he he does make like later on in the book he talks to cedric and lottie which cedric is her old boss um who is planning Lucy's wedding. So like in that way, I I feel like that was romantic in a way because he was standing up for her. Um, Mm -hmm. I still gave it a two because there's like nothing. There's, there's a lot of like built in romance because you're talking, it's a book about weddings, you guys, but like, right. Right. right, But then there's also, um, hang on. Oh fuck. I don't know if I'm able to find it. Um, I did a really good job this time of uh, labeling, like, what my little tabbies were for. Oh, I like yeah. that. Color code and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a couple. Green means uh, no, as in I did not like it. Um, shit, there's this moment. I wonder if I won't be able to find it. But um, there's this moment where, it, I, is it the first wedding they go to or something like that um about how they've waited yeah how they've waited and she's basically like i just my husband uh just wants me to fuck it just wants to fuck me in this dress and he's like oh yeah i just want to deflower her in her dress that's a fantasy of mine and i was like that's nice to tell your wedding planner so like you have moments like that which are intentional you know like you have very non-romantic moments and then you also have like nicer moments that are not like that like every wedding truthfully like every wedding yeah yeah i can't find it but that's the gist of it but i actually did kind of like that because i was like you know what honestly if these two crazy kids could do it fine (laughs) cool whatever yeah Um, i was just like a little tacky to just tell your wedding planner that though not even the wedding planner that's true the documentary documentary person you've just met this woman yeah, and they will. This will be on television at some point. Yep, yep. or this the internet is being or something. Filmed. Yep. This is being filmed. Classy for the ages. Uh-huh. Uh, as you're smoking cigarettes, as you're smoke, as you're chain smoking cigarettes before your ceremony. Yeah, um, uh, I'm going to say the same. I'm going to co-sign on that one. Just yeah, I mean, like, I think Dom actually is the one who like he wins it the day. Yeah, us, yeah, because for sure. like, I mean, and. and and, and such as most of our romance novels, it's always the the, the hero that wins it at the, at the end of the day. Yeah, because, most I mean time. that's a grand gesture when you think about it. I mean, yeah, what he does at the end is a bit of a grand gesture. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, fair. Coolio. All right, all right. What, what we've we've come here? Like, what is what you know is our thing that we we love to do, and it's our main objective is to be objectifying people. We want to uh, stare at pretty people. Uh-huh. That's the objective uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. So uh, we do some stunt casting. So um, I know other, you know, other shows do it. Um, I don't know if uh, Stop pa- Podcasting Yourself does it anymore. Um, but, um, and I don't, can't remember off the top of my head why they were doing stunt casting. It doesn't matter. Um, but, um, so what we do is like, if they were going to make a movie of this, say Lifetime Channel did end up picking this up mm-hmm. and who would we want to play these you know these parts it could be a celebrity it could be a you know an athlete now you've heard 
Marion Asher's choices. Yep. So here are ours. And we usually start with the ladies. Yes, we ladies. do, because obviously we're here for the men. So we exactly. say them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I'll, I don't mind going first. It's fine. Oh, yeah, go for it. Um, um, the person that... What the hell is happening? <clears throat> um, let me get to my board. Hold on, guys. <laughs> where's, where's, all my, where's all my shit? Here we are. Uh, Ray's stunt casting. I just love that every time I go into it's into mine, it's always Adam Driver without a shirt on. Yep. So on the front page, thank you, because it always should be Adam Driver without a shirt on. So yep. there was a person. She is not Southern, but I can see her being Southern because I believe she actually kind of played Southern in the movie that I'm thinking her being from. But I'm going, and she's a little older, but I imagine her in the movie that she's known for. Mother puss bucket. Um, there we go. There we are. There we are. There we are. Um, this is Miss Brittany Snow. Oh, she's so beautiful. She's so pretty. She's like a little older now, but I think at the time, like pitch perfect. I yes, mean, exactly. She played the Bellas. I mean, it's 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 supposed to be Georgia. Was, it's supposed to be. Yeah, she was also in um, someone great, which was excellent on Netflix. Yeah, she's and she. Uh, I mean, like most Lady Moore has like darker color hair, but she's so pretty that she yeah. can pull off anything. And I think she could pull off a southern accent if she needed to, too. She doesn't really have one in Pitch Perfect, but and she also can sing her sh- the, sh- you know, the shit out of stuff. She so, she's so pretty. She's very pretty. So that's my that's that's my Claire. I nailed it. I mean, honestly. Totally nailed it. Thanks. Um, okay. So mine is similar in that like Picture her younger, I guess. I actually don't know how old this actress is. Um, Because Claire is like 29? Probably like mid, probably late 20s. That probably sounds right. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I know she's a couple older years older than Dom, but that's all I know. Lucy is like 26 and getting married. And and like, Mm -hmm. you know, Lucy's the younger one. So probably like approaching 30. Yeah. Um, Okay. I chose, uh, I chose, I chose Kirsten. I noticed that. I was like, I was like wait, wait, wait a minute. Did I say chose? I um, am a yeah. writer, you oh, guys. I love her. Um, I chose Kirsten Dunst. You know, seriously, after Fargo, I fucking love her so much. Um, I, you know what it was for me? It was Bring It On for me because mm-hmm. she can, like, pull off the bitchy vibe. Um, yeah. But... She's so is great. like very classically beautiful. Um, that last one is like her all dolled up for something or other. I mean, make out with her. Yeah, I mean she's beautiful. Yes, she's please. got dimples. Hell yeah. Yes, please. Oh, I didn't. Here, I have to send you this other one of Brittany Snow. I didn't get to send it to you because I'm looking at it now and it's making me a little turned on. I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> um, nothing wrong. It's a. It's just sending me Kay Stewart vibes a little bit, but like. Better. Oh, hot. Yeah. No, I totally 100%. Kristen Stewart, like, you mean? What did I say? Kate Stewart? Kate Stewart? Uh, K-Stew. I meant to say oh. Kate Stewart. Okay, yeah. got it. Mm-hmm. Kate Stew. Kate Stew. Um, no, I mean, yeah. Um, Kristen Dunst is so freaking hot. Yeah. Um, 
but she is really good in Fargo. If you've not seen Fargo, like I think it's the, the show s- we're talking about. Yeah, the show Fargo. I think it's the second season. Yes, it's the second season of Fargo, um, where they go in the past. Yes, they go in the past. She's so she and Jesse Plemons, who I believe are married, they're together, um, uh, are really good as the couple in that. And she, with her little, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, whatever Fargo is, North Dakota. Uh, North Dakota, Excellent. I think. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Nice. All right, moving on to the boys. Well, I looked up guys with dimples. Oh, okay. Because we know Dom has dimples. So nice. As Mary and Asher definitely indicated. True. So, I mean, this one was tough because I was like, all the guys that I can't, if you look up at, you know, actors with dimples, just not. I didn't focus on that. I'm not going to lie to you. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. But I did. That's fine. And. um, Hot. I think you'll be like, <laughs> pleasantly surprised because I think he could do he can do an American. I know he can do an American yeah. accent. He can also do styles. like goofy. He can. And he's just adorable. It's Harry Styles. Yeah, so hot. He's not Italian, but that's OK. It's fine. He's just like and everything I read about him. Everyone just gushes about how awesome of a person, a human he mm-hmm. is. And it just makes me happy. And I'm kind of glad that he's away from Olivia Wilde. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Because <laughs> she seems like not a great person now that I've heard some things. Um, so I'm glad that he's a free agent and to find some woman who, or man, because yeah, I think he's bisexual. So whatever, um, who will treat him right because he seems to be like a, a gift to the nation and we should all just. We should all just treasure him. He, so. I would say he's a national treasure, but I don't feel like we can claim that. He's a national treasure in England. No, he's a he's a gift to he our nation. Gift. Just because he's. Not I just sent you here. another one, just because. I mean, I could go through all of them and just look at all kinds of beautiful pictures. Uh, yep. I'm I'm putting this on your soundcasting board. Thank just you. for Thank you. you, please. I mean, he's so like also fucking amazing. He's an amazing musician and just. Ugh. 10 out of 10. So easy would on recommend. the recommend. Yeah, 10 out, out of 10 would recommend damn. for my vagina and for whatever. So, <sighs> all right. Hit me with it. Hit me with your best shot. Yeah. Um, Hit me in the face. It's <laughs> <laughs> we haven't said that we in a bit. Done that in a while. Ah, jinx. I know. All right. Um, so, I went, uh, I was thinking about like Mary had said, like Tom Holland, I believe is who she chose. Yes. Um, and that kind of got me thinking, like, skinny-ish, like, Brooklyn dude. Um, yeah. Andrew Garfield. How <laughs> the fuck did you know that? Shut up! <laughs> I didn't. I totally just guessed. <laughs> well, I you guessed it. <laughs> British men who are not even like fucking American or from New York or Italian. I love Andrew Garfield. I know, me too. If you've not, if you've not seen the clip of him and that, um, that that, interviewer, uh, whoever. Oh my god, such (laughs) sexual tension! If no one has written a fucking novel about these two yet, holy crap! Because it is like, because at first I was like, I think he's married him. Then I found out he's like totally single, unattached. I was like, go for it. Go for it. it. She's beautiful. I think she's British. Like, go for it. 
Oh, he's so handsome. He's so handsome and seems like a legitimately kind human. Um, like Harry Styles. Yes. Exactly. And he, yes. he has like the nerdy look about him. He loved being Spider-Man. I'll bet like, he, he did. He loved it. I like Tom Holland does too, but I think he legit like, and he honestly, I think he was a good Spider-Man. I think Tom Holland is the best because he's the youngest yeah. and he's like fucking the age that Spider-Man should be. Right. But I mean, Andrew Garfield just seems like a nice dude. He does. And yeah. you know, also easy on the ojos. I I mean, I'll take that last Jesus. I know. I was like really mm-hmm. sad that he and Emma Stone broke up because it seemed like they were such a sweet couple. I don't know them, but you know, I just want people to be happy. She, because she seems nice too. Yeah, so, she does. I mean, like again, like, you don't really hear too much about her being like an asshole or anything. No, but I, yep, Andrew Garfield. He's he's real 100%. cute. He had a series um, on was it Hulu last. It was up for like a couple uh, Emmy awards. Mm. Um, uh, he played an investigator for some sort of. Oh shit! I can't think of it right now. Got some really good reviews. I mean, he's a good actor. He's. Mm-hmm. I liked um, Hacksaw Ridge. I know a lot of people didn't. I mean, it's tough because it's Mel Gibson directed, but uh, I think as his the character because it's a true story. I thought it was a really. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't see it, but I believe it. We know I didn't Shocker. see it. Just assume I didn't. Shocker! I know. I know. Shocker. Um, you know what I did see though. I took Little see? V to see The Little Mermaid. <gasps> ah, yes, It was right. super fun. How was, um, uh, uh, um, uh, what's her face? McCarthy. Um, oh, I thought she was great. I know people were, like, being hard on her or whatever. I thought she did a great job. I don't know. I heard after, after, afterwards, I heard a lot of people were like, damn, bitch, bitch brought She it. did. I, that's how I feel about it. She did a great job. Um, I think there are, and I, I know I told you this, like, via text, but, um, the and I talked to someone about this, I forget who over the weekend, um about how they 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 fixed a lot of like the problematic elements of the original. Um the explanation for why Ariel gives up her voice to Ursula is much much better explained. Um Whereas in, like, the original, I didn't feel like that was really clear to me. And maybe I just didn't understand. But, like, she's stealing Ariel's voice because mermaids have the siren song. Right. And that is just better explained in this movie. Well, I was did she also write shit? Because I was always like, bitch, just write it down. I know, right? She did not. However, um, something... We know she can write because she signed the contract. Um, maybe she only knows us how to sign her name. Regardless, the them like getting to know each other is much cuter and much more believable. I think like it's it's endearing that he's trying to he, they're trying to communicate with each other. That's who. That's who. What's her face picked? Oh right, that's what's right. It? Yes, and yeah. let me tell you, excellent. Because I always go back to the the guy who originally played was Steve from Full House, who did the voice of oh, Prince Eric. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
maybe we were talking to Asher about that. Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Um, like about who, like who I talked about yeah, I this think one. So. Yeah. Um, because we interviewed them on Thursday, and today in real time is Monday. So like that was a few days yeah. ago. We are in the future. We are in the future. Um. Anyway, so I feel like they fixed a lot of the problematic elements, and um, Eric is not nearly as vapid. Um, I just I liked it much better, and I think. I thought Melissa McCarthy did a great job. Like, I keep wanting to call her Jenna. Like, no, it's Melissa. Melissa. The other one. The good one. Yeah, yeah. no, I, th- I thought she did great. I thought the cast really did a great job. Well, supposedly there's, like, there's talk about possible spinoff with her and um, Javier Bardem as, because they're oh. siblings. Because they don't, that's one thing they yeah. don't talk about in, in like, the first the one. They don't really talk about it very much. That they're siblings. Yeah. But that's, that is, that point is driven home in this one. It's, it's yeah. a lot more, um apparent and i thought javier bordem did a great job yeah i still just like him in general yeah of course um Speaking yeah of anywho cohen brothers yep mm-hmm. um shall we discuss uh what else have we been reading or what are you gonna oh, read shit. next <laughs> <laughs> would you like to go first i i really can go first um so okay. First of all, they do, and I'll see if I can find it um, on the Zon. Uh, for a couple of maybe three years now, I think this is the third year they've done it. Um, they do a beach read box set every uh, year, mm-hmm. and it's on Kindle Unlimited. Um, <laughs> I literally just returned like volume one not that long ago because I was like, <laughs> I'm never going to read this last book. Um, so I downloaded volume three. Um, in part because um, there were authors that I know I like on it. Um, one of which, of course, is Penny Reed. Um, let me get back to the cover. Hang on. Um, okay, so it's Claire Kingsley, Dylan Allen, Kareen Michaels, uh, Candy Steiner, Kilby Blades, Kate Canterbury, Penny Reed, Pippa Grant, Melanie oh, Harlow. Kate Canterbury. Yeah. Um, Melanie Harlow and Elsie Silver. So Elsie Silver is someone who's been on my list forever, who I just have not gotten to. I've read a few other Claire Kingsley's, as we've discussed. I know you read some recently, too. Um, mm-hmm. And I've read two Candy Steiners, yeah. and I, I liked that as well. Um, so anyway, I'm working my way through that one. Um, I've already read the Penny Reed that is in this one, but... Um, I'll read like the rest of the ones in here. Uh, so anyway, the Claire Kingsley that was in here, you had told me recently that you read a bunch of Claire Kingsley. And one of them was in the Dirty Martini Running Club or like whatever it's called in that series. Well, I read the first one. You read the second one. So you read Hazel's book. Mm-hmm. I read um, Everly's book. book. And I mm-hmm. enjoyed it very much. Um yeah, I like. There was like very low stakes. It's, I kind of like that. I mean, there's a little bit of like a angsty, but it's not like crazy angst over the top. Yeah, um, that in, one's like enemies to lovers. Book. Is Hazel is? It is. It is. It is very. Oh my god, it's hot. Can't wait. Hot. I'm sure I'll read it. Hot. Um, the the Claire Kingsley that I read is faking Mr. Right, and I think the one falling for the enemy or something i think that that's what the second that's the one, is second called. one. Mm-hmm. yeah so yep. uh yeah that's that's what i read i also finished um and i know i've talked about it before but i finished amy penza's um vampire trilogy um and the final book was just so good 
like so good wrapped everything up really nicely um and also that trilogy is a great read for pride month because it's an mmf situation and the it's it's not like a yeah we're just gonna share this woman situation it's like these two have been in love for decades they have loved each other since they were teenagers um so but they both fall in love with her as well so uh and she falls in love with both of them uh but it's very there's a lot of like chosen family and um mm-hmm. and it's really just it was good i mean it, it tugged at my heartstrings and like made me tear up a few times and i texted her when nice. i was done and i was like dude just you're killing me smalls you're killing me that was beautiful i mean i was just like that was fantastic 10 out of 10 oh, recommend nice. that um but you have to read them in order. It's a true trilogy. There are cliffhanger, cliffhangers at the end of the first two books. Um, also, shout out that we um, got some information on our buddy SL's um, new series coming out, uh, Wedded to the Wanton, Wet, which yeah. I believe it is called. I think so. And uh, it looks, uh, Jonas looks fucking hot. I already said, um, there's a line that she posted of Jonas's that I said, oh, this will be my, you know, uh, when the hero ruined me for all men mm-hmm. in real life. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I want to put a pin in that. Yeah, that character art looked soon. hot. Mm-hmm. Real hot. Yep. Yep. And uh, I love the covers. I mean, I, yeah, her yep. covers are great in general. Like, her covers are fucking amazing. Um, yes. So I bl- blew through. <laughs> um, <laughs> blew. Um, so I don't, I was looking up. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go from enemies to lovers. I'm going to try some marriage of convenience. So let's do that. And I was on romance.io. Thank you, Mm romance.io. Like like a third or fourth page. Huge shout out. I mean, I use that for a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff. Um, But I found How to Love a Duke in 10 Days, the Devil You Know series by Kerrigan Byrne. And it's these three women who are all in school together. They went to this like French school, boarding school together. This is like... Which this is a period time period I fucking love because we don't get a lot of these. This is a gilded mm-hmm. age um time period. England, of course, but still like eighteen nineties. I think we're about to read one so- of those. Are mm-hmm. we'll get to that. Are. We'll get to that. Um because I actually have two things to talk about with that. Ooh, Anyhow, excellent. So um and so it is these three women who are vastly different but the same. They they were like they a very traumatic, like so I will say trigger warning for rape. And, um, but you have to read them in order because you don't, they, what binds these three women together starts in the first book. So yes, you can go into the second book, but you really should start with the first book. It is, it's very traumatic. Like if you have had, and, and I love, love, love her, her, um, Kerrigan's, um, uh, opening, line of the book her like her um oh did i fucking turn it back in god damn it uh no i did not so her first like her forward or whatever um one second i'm so sorry her um dedication it just says to every survivor Uh hashtag me too Uh and then this next one for the other book that i read in that series all scott and bothered is um i'm gonna remember where i'm at uh, I like that title, All Scott and Bother. That's cute. It's, it's cute. Um, her dedication on this one is to all the girls who were told they couldn't. 
and did it anyway. Fuck yes. Um, it's it is like three women. One so Alexandra, who's the first novel, is she becomes a doctor. She becomes an art doctor of archaeology. Nice. Um, the second one is this book that I'm currently in, like almost done with, is um, Cecilia, and they all they are part of the Red R- Rogues. They that's what they called themselves. They gave themselves boy names like uh, Alex and C- uh, Cecil and Francis. So Cecil is a mathematician, like genius. She's a math genius. She inherits a gambling hell. And also a gambling hall. They call them hells. Oh, okay. But like, yeah. Um, and then the last one is Francesca. Like she is there. She's got a secret, but her whole family had been murdered. And so she's trying to, she's seeking revenge and they call her Frank. So it's, and she, so she's like very much like your brawler. Like she will fuck shit up. Like it's just, I love Kerrigan Burn, but this series is delightful. It's nice. it is traumatizing. There, I mean, like all each one of them have had some serious trauma. So, Oof. like in the second one, it's abandonment. It is uh, abuse. Like sh- she was starved. She was like it's just it's it is dark, uh, but like it's beautiful um i also re- read um evie uh, dunsmore's uh, portrait of a scotsman that bitch can write <laughs> holy shit i just texted her yeah. and I said, holy shit that bitch can write like it is awesome i mean i, I can't even like it's the the romance it's another book where the romance kind of takes a you know um a back seat to the writing the writing is beautiful and it is so it's another word it's like in the 1890s that sort of 1880s and it's very much like the story is the storyline is, is is comes first, and suffrage and that sort of thing. And it's the third of the of the extraordinary women series that she has, which I have on. I have all of the physical books, um, but <sighs> ladies be doing it for themselves, man. Hell yeah, ladies, yeah, so. absolutely. Yep. So anyhow. What's coming up? Um, I I actually need to double check with you which book we chose. Um, did we choose yeah, Tides of read- Love? Mm, I think so because I think I started reading the 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 Christmas one. That Tides I fell of, on. No, I was like, of gonna- Desire. Yeah, and I said, you know, what, I'm gonna stop because I know this is like the third book in the series, and I was like, I don't want to ruin it. So we oh, Tides are of doing Passion. Passion, Tides of Passion. Oh, we're doing which I think is Tides a- of Passion. Oh, right, because we. Enemies to Lovers. Hello. Yeah, which I think is the it's the, it's the third, third one. Book. Okay. Hmm. Maybe I'm confused. I, I know. God damn it. Hang on. I'm like scrolling up through our text messages. Damn it. Because I started reading Times of Desire because that's the Christmas yeah, one. Yeah, that's the Christmas one. And that one, that's actually the first book. Right, yeah, that one's the first one. But I think that's just like a, um, I think, a prelude sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or not even a prelude. I think it's like after the other two, but before. Because it, because the, Savannah and What's-His-Face are already together in this book. Hmm. Savannah and the ones in... Um, we can ask her about it. <laughs> She's like, what's up? Tracy, what's happening? Oh, God. We are so prepared. Oh, okay. Um, 
Yes. So according to our text, we said, let's go with Tides of Passion. Okay, sweet. So we will be reading Tides of Passion, um, which is the third book in the Garrett Brothers series from Tracy Sumner. Um, It will be my first from Tracy Sumner, but you've read multiple from her. Love her. Love her. Yeah. And and this is a Gilded Age suffragettes type. um, I'm super excited about it. Um, This will be their tie up of our authors you should know. Correct. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I'm going to talk about on that episode is she does have a novella that I've signed up for that's just coming out at the end of this month. So I figure we should probably talk about it. Oh, for sure. Um, and, um, off the top of my head, I think I have it downloaded. I have not, uh, looked at it yet because it's not to the end of the month yet. Um, but, um, yeah, she's got, um, let me see if I can find it really quickly. Um... I look by Tracy Sumner, uh, but she has been like I've. Uh, if you if you go back through my reviews, it's all just like Tracy Sumner, Tracy Sumner, <laughs> Tracy Sumner, and we will be talking uh, to her. So we will be talking to her. Uh, it's Kiss the Rake Hello. Mm. So I will be talking about that one in our um, uh, in our episode. So nice. um, she is delightful. So I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm super super excited. Um, her books are very steamy too. So uh, all for it. All buckle up for it. Yep. I'm gonna unbuckle. To be totally honest. Well, and this is int- this is a different one for us because it's not Britain. It's North Carolina. It's North Carolina. Fascinating. It'll be interesting. So love it. Speaking of North Carolina, yeah. Should I say what we're doing on our other on our uh, our YouTube feed there? Uh, Go for up? it. Because I hate myself a little bit. Okay. <laughs> This is a strong start. Yep. Um, and it seemed to be like people enjoyed question mark when we ripped on Safe Haven. Probably. Who doesn't enjoy ripping on Nicholas Sparks? Who doesn't love it when we fucking rage like Nicholas Cage? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do oh, all of the Nicholas Sparks books that have a music. A musical? Music. Oh, Christ. Yep. Jesus. Actually, there is. Shoot me in the face. I will say, I would sort of trust they did make a musical of The Notebook. And the only reason that I would say that that is okay is because Ingrid Michaelson wrote it. Do we watch it? Can we watch it? I don't know. I don't know that I want to, to be honest, but I would support her music, is all I'm saying. I love. Yeah, She's fantastic. Yeah, agreed. I love Ingrid Michaelson. So, yes, agreed. Um, so. I'm going to do all of the Nicholas Sparks that have movie adaptations, I meant to say. So why not start with the big bat, you know, big daddy with the notebook. (sighs) Guys, this is going to rip out part of my soul because I hate Nicholas Sparks so much. He's not a romance novelist. No, he's it, not it, a romance novelist because no. they never—they're never happy. They're never happy, so they're not. Sorry, they're not romance novels. <sighs> and also, I really hate that he has a uh, formula for a romance for what women want. Fuck you. Anyhow, do you realize we're just going to give on. him money by doing this? Oh no no no! Because no, because it—I've already—I've already paid for my Audible. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mean, I could get it from the library going forward i probably will we'll get my i'm not buying shit from him absolutely not i mean even though yes the technicalities yes he does get money from my audible right. but fuck it 
I, I do have so many credits I need to use. Right. But no, I'm, other than that, no, 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 no. I will find every way I can to not give him money. Yeah, that sounds fair. Yep. So that's coming up, guys. That Check out our YouTube on that one, because I've decided I don't know if I'm going to continue on with Miss Scarlet Duke, because I don't know if I liked it that much to keep going. Fair. So, um, yep, that's it. That's coming up. Check out our YouTube. Awesome. Um, I see you are listening to something. Oh, my God. Guys, if you've not... <laughs> got caught you know like i if you loved the first and second season of ted lasso you will love shrinking because it's the same writers it's uh bill lawrence it's brett (laughs) brett um goldstein it's fucking roy kent if you enjoyed their writing on the first and second season you will love shrinking and if you love jason siegel if you love harrison fucking Ford, i absolutely want to see it it just i just haven't gone there yet it's so fucking. If you love Michael Yuri, for those of you you, you uh, ugly Betty fans who miss, you know where Michael Yuri went. He went into this show and he's fucking brilliant in it. Um, yeah, I mean it's just, it's just Ted McGinty's plays one of the best parts. It's just so funny and sad and just at the same. It's Ted. It's Ted Lasso, but as therapists like. Um, it's a therapist who is in the last year lost his wife and lost his way. Like the first episode, the first time you see Jason Siegel, he is fucking stoned out of his goddamn mind, <laughs> listening to Billy Joel with two women who are vastly too young for him in in a pool. And oh uh, shit, she, the woman who used to be on Scrubs, she played um, Doctor What's His Face's uh, wife, and I can't think. She was on the Drew. Oh Carey yeah, show. I know exactly what you're talking about. I cannot remember her name. Yeah, she plays like the next door neighbor, oh, who's, who's like kind of like taken over his child because he's neglected his child for an entire mm. year. So the, in the first episode, she's like, "Yes, mom died. You've dealt with grief, but I dealt with grief alone because you left. Like pretty much, you left me to deal with this by myself." So there are some. I mean, like, so the rest of the season is him trying to make it up to his daughter, like. Like at one point, I can't think of what her what her name is. Um, her character name is the woman from Drew Carey. She's like, is this what it's going to be like forever with you now? Is this what it's going to be like? You know, you you know, on cocaine. Like, um, and Harrison Ford is also his character is has onset uh, Parkinson's, yeah. and his mannerisms that he does with the Parkinson's, like the the shaking of the hands and stuff, it's just perfect. Ugh. Mwah, brilliant i love it it's fantastic i can't wait to I have my uh, heart just ripped out of my chest but it'll be funny like so i love this thing and i think that anybody who's suffering grief it's something really actually kind of poignant and awesome is um to to kind of like deal with the grief of dying because i mean yeah harrison ford knows he's dying is he says every day I take 15 minutes and I find the saddest song I I know and I just take 15 minutes to grieve really hard. And then I set a timer and after that 15 minutes I'm done. And I was like that's actually extremely healthy. Yeah, because they tell you like you have to feel your emotions in order to process them. Yes. And there's like if you see in the trailer you see this this <laughs> clip of Jason Siegel riding a t- Riding a bike, just crying. Mm-hmm. That's he's doing that same thing. He's listening to um, I can't think of her name. I think it's not oh, oh Rodrigo. I don't think it's her. Not Olivia I can't Rodrigo. Who it is? I don't think so. Maybe it is. I can't Maybe remember. I it, it might it. be. God damn it. it. Might be. 
Yeah. I mean, the music is fucking baller as shit too. Just like Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. I mean, the season, the soundtrack is, and like the theme song is is done by Ben, uh, ben Gibbard from um, Death Cabin Postal Service. So, I mean, can't go wrong. Nope. Um, I have been, or Mr. Veronica and I watched the first episode of um, the New Orleans Queer Eye. Oh. And it angered me at first, but then by the end, I thought it was nice. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I, I I should clarify. It angered me at first because they were helping a group of frat guys, and I was like, really? Oh. But I mean, in the end, I think it was fine because really, what they ended up talking about there's this really like powerful moment with um, because they're all frat dudes. They're all like, um, nineteen to twenty two, basically. Like right. there are a couple of them who are graduating. Are like, we need to fix up this house because it's really taken a dive in the past like decade. And we really need to revive it because we're graduating and we need to make sure that like the people after us are going to be okay. And um, I think there was this extraordinarily powerful moment and who knows like what was, you know, edited and how it was scripted and whatever. But like he takes all of the boys to like the beach and they like sit. Is that who is it? Which one is is the culture. (gasps) Love him. Of course. Love him. Oh, my God. Love him. So they go to, like, the beach and sit in, like, a half circle and just, like, talk to each other about, like, you know, what's going on in your life. Like, you can't bottle shit down and not acknowledge it. And this is a thing. And I completely agree with. But he was like, this is a thing that that as men, we're taught to, like, bottle it up. And provide where we can, you know, like we're taking care of people, we're helping our families, we're not acknowledging the trauma that we are experiencing or the stress that we're experiencing. And a couple of these boys just fucking broke down crying about how difficult, like how much stress they're under and how much they're good. Like one of the guys was like, I, you know, I'm working like three jobs and I, he doesn't, I don't think he lives full time at the house. He crashes at the house a lot. Like it's just they're under stress and i said to mr veronica like this we need this like we need men to be able to like talk about their fucking feelings 50s dad needs to go the 50s fuck away. dad needs to stop and like and boys die. need to be okay with talking about their feelings and processing them it's and moving okay on. to be beta f- it's okay Jesus, like, and fucking forget about the alpha beta bullshit no one cares no one cares nope. about that except for you no. Just deal with your shit because I guarantee you that any partner, regardless of like sexual preference or however you feel about anyone, any partner that you have is going to appreciate emotional intelligence. If you yep. can understand how you're feeling and somehow make healthy decisions surrounding that and and acknowledge those feelings that you're that you're having. Yep. It's going to make a big fucking difference, man. It will improve yep. your life and it will improve your partner's life and your relationship and improve you like as a parent. If that's a, if that's a path you go down, it will make you a better parent. Yep. So anyway, um, for the 11 percent of our listeners who are. I think that's honestly like it's something we've talked it's not like it's a it's something we talk about all the time like end of 50s dad we need this to stop we we need this alpha bullshit to fucking stop it's not helping them 
It's not helping it's not us, helping. but it's not helping them. Nope. I will take I will take a man who cries Absolutely. and feels and feels feels empathy for other people a mm-hmm. hundred times over like all of the, you know, alpha whatever bullshit. Hundred times. I dated guys like that. I've fallen in love with guys who are so beta and I'm completely fine with a beta guy or whatever you want to fucking call him. But because it's so much more you feel so much more you have a more you know like solid relationship with somebody who you know like you're both on the same goddamn level mm-hmm. like i mean you could talk yeah absolutely and you'd be like i'm not having a good day i am not having a good day upstairs can we just talk about that yeah. for like two seconds yeah who doesn't feel like i'm just talking at him because i'm a woman and you know cool. like the the way that um there were like maybe five or six of them but what Karamo also encouraged them to do was like, you guys need to talk to each other. Like you guys need to yeah. share with each other and form like you, you know, you talk about like this brotherhood of being in a fraternity together. You guys need to keep that going because it's harder as you grow up to like form friendships. And personally, like in my experience of watching the men in my life, like it's harder to make new friends as an adult when you're a dude, because Dudes don't necessarily like call each other or like make an effort to keep in touch. It it just depends. And I'm not saying that like that's an overarching men are different. Just like women are different. But like I find that through the men I have known that it is it's more difficult for them to reach out for things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that if that's a habit that they can form early on, that will help them. Like you need that support system. And it's, you need friends around you. You can't rely on like a romantic partner to be providing that level of support for you. One person cannot be everything to you. No, but I think at the same time, you need to be able to speak, to talk with that same, like same candidacy. Candid? Yeah. Speak candidly. Candidly. Um, I just said spanktacular. That's true. It's midnight. It's midnight, guys. It's almost fucking almost twelve thirty. Um, um, you're the candid nature that you have with your brothers mm-hmm. that you should, you should also have with your with the person, the partner you're with, mm-hmm. because that's the other thing too. Is like so now, like the alpha thing is to, you can only talk to your boys. You you can you can talk to your ladies. In fact, they actually would rather you like would like you to talk with them, so it doesn't feel like you're just you know bottling everything mm-hmm. up. And not just, you know, it's so it's it plays both ways, I think. Yeah. I, listen, I don't want to feel my feelings, but like I have no. learned about myself that I will just bottle them up and I won't even notice I'm bottling them up. I just bury that shit down and ignore it with romance novels. Yeah, I'm not going to give those. Oh, those absolutely not. Don't care. All right. <laughs> Absolutely do not care. Promise I will deal with it at some juncture. Um, Okay, so let's discuss where people can find us. Right. Uh, You can find us on our website. Chick Lit Book Club Podcast. You can buy our merch. Chick Lit Book Club Podcast dot threadless dot com. We're technically on Twitter. At Chick Lit Podcast. We are on Instagram, though. Chick Lit Book Club podcast. And we're also on TikTok. Chick Lit Book Club. And you can find our Spank Naughty Lists and our Stunt Casting on Pinterest. Chick Lit Book Club podcast. You can email us your constructive <laughs> criticism. 
chicklitbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. You all see the Do you see the trend here? here? Yeah. Um, and you can find us on YouTube. At Chicklet Book Club. And then on Facebook. And um, also, uh, we promise one day we'll have our Patreon up and running. We legitimately, something we yeah, struggled with is like, what could we possibly offer you? <laughs> it's like, and now it's I content. think we have a, a clear vision. And of now I think we have do, a better so idea. So uh, we will have that up and running soon. We'll make that our summer project. How about that? Um, yeah. Uh, also, shameless promotion. My book is available on Amazon. It's called yeah. Meet Me at Home. Uh, Meet Me at Home by Veronica Wynn. So uh, please check that out. And uh, it is available on Kindle Unlimited if you are, if you do that. Okay. It's very good. Well, thank you so much. Um, how, my darling Ray, do we end this? In the most spectacular <laughs> way possible. Jesus. The most obnoxious way possible. Yes, it is. (gasps) Bye. Bye. I could hear you a little better on Riverside. Like, it didn't cut off as much. No, because it's fucking Zoom. Boop. Cheers for Riverside. I mean, Riverside also has some fun things. Like, you can do, like, you can do media. You can do, like, live media. No one's going to. Like, media. Media. Yep. Hello, I'm media. (laughs) 